the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. I'm going to make him an offer again with you. It's Whole Milk Mike. Make sure you listen to the regular season sportscast, you stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> Welcome to the end of your life, and I promise it's going to hurt. <laughs> Everybody, and welcome to another edition of Energy TRSS. This week, we're bringing you nothing but the most fabulous of fabulouses. Although it may be cold outside, it's getting hot up in this studio because we're bringing you a new one from Sexy Salsa. That's right, Sexy Salsa is bringing you the hotness. It's wrestling, sorry, baby, from Sexy Salsa. Here we go. You are a wrestling fan, and you're mad at the product now. Your favorite wrestler's hurt or he's not getting over You get so mad that you even yell at the referee You blame Vince or Creative that the show sucks You go on Twitter and troll by sending out negative tweets Saying you'll never watch wrestling again and you will Wrestling groups have banned you because you're mad and bitter you cry the indies are much better, but never been to a show. If you're a wrestling fan, I say sorry. Mm-hmm. You watch a divas match for their bodies. If you're a wrestling fan, I say sorry. Yeah, I know that they let you down, but watch the old stuff on the network now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry Yeah, I know that they let you down But watch the old stuff on the network now I, yo, Listen I don't understand why Sexy Salsa is not like on Billboard's top 10 Let me When that motherfucker goes on I swear to you Hairs Stand up on my skin that, let me, let me, I'm just gonna say it like this Justin Bieber Congratulations You done sat there And reinvented yourself But watch your ass nigga Sexy Salsa is coming for you He's watching your ass Welcome everybody To another episode of The regular season sportscast I am your host Jay the Red Santee here to bring to you another week and another year of sports ridiculousness, information, and shit that you will boggy your mind with because sports is on another level this year. I want to thank you guys for being a part of the regular season sports cast. If you're new to the show, 
You can always get our old episodes on RageWorks.net. You can always download them from iTunes. Just search My Take Radio until that is changed. And just look for the regular season sportscast. You can also get us on Stitcher for your you Android fans. You little devils, you. You could get us on Stitcher at My Take Radio and just look for the regular season sportscast. You can also join the Facebook page. It's an open group, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, especially you ladies, please come into my group. I'm waiting for you. I'm inviting you in. It's open. All right, that wasn't pervy. Anyway. The Facebook page is open to the public. It's not a closed group. You guys could join. That's at the regular season sportscast. We share, love, and enjoy sports as well as bring in our own stupid comments and ridiculous debaucheries. You could also get us on Instagram at the regular season sports because apparently the the regular season sportscast was taken. I wonder by who. But you can get us at a, the regular season sports. I'm posting stuff daily. I believe the most recent thing I put up was my WCW. Oh, what a crush I had. It's from a wrestling promotion. Anyway, then you could get me at Twitter at RWJSanty. RWJSanty on Twitter. And. If that's not enough, we also have the YouTube page for the regular season sportscast where you can get such hits as Hello Ronda and as well as what will be coming up in the next few days, Wrestling Sorry. I'm sorry. That's going to be here. I'm telling you, Sexy Salsa is going to be the shit. All right, guys. Uh, just want to let you guys know that if, uh, if you haven't been paying attention because you were getting sauced up or whatever, I gave you guys the pretty good sports aspect of the regular season sports cast, which I was arrogant enough to feel that I can do that after 20 episodes. And uh, I took a week off because there was a lot of stuff that uh, seemed to have accumulated and I would like to share with you guys what, what, what went on during the holiday break. I don't have a bumper for it, so I guess I would just do it now. Let me just set it up and just say something like, uh, the opening kickoff. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That'll be just how I just start things off. So let's see what I did for the, for the holidays. I went to see Star Wars. Yes, that is a bonus right there. Let me tell you, I'm a Star Wars fan. I've been a fan since uh, the opening series, and uh, I pretty much knew about the the books that came afterwards and such. And I read them when I was in elementary and junior high school. Um, I didn't think that they would actually try to do that later on in life because I just I just thought that Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi was going to be the only ones but George Lucas said guess what motherfuckers I got some other shit for you and 
The other three, which was the prequels, a lot of you guys may not have been a fan of, which I get. I, I, I if I was diehard fucking fans like you jerk boys are, I would have been upset too. But like I said, I watched certain things just for the love of it, and that's it. But when I went to see Force Awakens, wow. I got a kudos to J.J. Abrams. That motherfucker knows how to put a fucking movie together, especially when it comes to sci-fi shit. You guys might have been pissed off at what he did with Lost and still scratching your nutsacks and fucking crotches saying, oh, what happened at the end? Oh, oh, are they dead? Oh, what? Whatever. But when it comes to this shit, thank you, J.J., because now I get the understanding of... um what life would be like if I was I can say not to say a Jedi but maybe if I lived on a, uh, um, a far edge planet where little bears brought me berries to keep me alive and shit I, it, felt, it felt as though it, let me just say that when you watch the movie you can think that this shit can actually happen now mind you Story wise you might sit there and be convoluted With what is going on You might be pissed off But just the visuals and such It doesn't seem as though Like it's computer generated You look Fucking the hairs on Chewbacca Look like that motherfucker needed a perm Like that shit was like You could see his shit was nappy Like you could You could tell that motherfucker saw some shit In, in, in some time But um <laughs> With that That's something that If you haven't seen it yet I'm not going to do any spoilers because you, you, it's already a month past. You should have already seen the shit, but go, go, go out and see it. Give that shit more money than it already needs. Uh, I, I, I can also say that there's certain things that happen in my personal life, which I'm not ready to share yet because you, you motherfuckers ain't give me enough downloads yet. If you get me over a thousand, I'll give you everything that happened in my personal life. I don't give a fuck. I'm a whore like that. Shit. I'll tell you what kind of drawers I'm wearing now I don't give a shit It could be a thong It might not be a thong It might be just straight up underwear Whatever But uh I, I You know I, I already shared You know The loss of our family that we had I dedicated an episode to My Mama Lupe Grandma Lupe And <laughs> My family recently Learned What the episode was about I'm Surprised that I'm still part of the family after that. <laughs> Let's just say that she was in good hands. Shaq and Prince would have taken care of her. I understand that. Uh, <laughs> I went and got a Amazon Fire Stick because I heard you could make magic with it. I'm not gonna say that I made the magic myself, but what I have done with it. Let's just say it'll be more research for the sports aspect of what I do for this this show. It's all research. Listen, it's, I do it for research. That's all I'm just saying. Uh, I'm I'm just saying uh, I'll be seeing a lot more NFL games when it has to be a lot of NBA games, some UFCs. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not even going to go into more into it. Fallout 4 has become my new addiction Yes It's it's become my video game uh, Heroin I didn't really want it to be that way I wanted it to be a casual gamer I just wanted to pick it up and just say Yeah let me walk around a wasteland And shoot the fuck out of Deathclaws And 
uh, ratted oh, roaches that look bigger than beyond means and shit. But I didn't realize that you can have way too much fun with this fucking game now. You're gonna you, you're making settlements. Uh, I, I, I've even gone as far as to, to go on YouTube and, and look at the tricks and tips of how to, there's a guy on fucking YouTube. He shows 75 episodes, each are about like a half hour each of how he beat the game without killing anyone. I pray that that motherfucker has a job or at least he's a millionaire because I don't have the fucking time. There's other things I could do in life, like watch porn and masturbate. You know, and at least I'll get a better outcome and happy ending than knowing that I beat a fucking game, not killing anything. I could beat myself off and kill something, and know that I'm gonna get a better outcome than that. But it's a little bit too dirty. It's a new year. Who gives a shit? Uh, what more can I tell you about? Let's just say that the new year has brought uh, a new awakening, a new a new eye opening to what I previously had not seen in a long time. I just want to say for you ladies who are sports fans who listen to the show, just be sure that you join the regular season sportscast Facebook page and Instagram. There might be some stuff available for you. There might be some balls there. I mean, um, balls. When I mean balls, I mean like sports balls. I mean like like football, baseball. Uh, let's not let's 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 not go too in depth with that. And um, anybody uncomfortable yet? Good, because I'm gonna keep going. So, <laughs> and for all you guys. Happy New Year to everybody who's been supportive of the regular season sport, guys. You guys have been awesome. I've been downloading. You guys have been participating in the group pages and on Instagram. You guys have been shouting, uh, uh, you know, the, the the stupid shit that I do here, and as well as providing information to all the sites that's available. Uh, you know, thank you guys for for being a part of it. You guys have been awesome, man. I just feel as though that we need more we need more people we need to start doing more of an outreach we need to start looking more in depth of what we need to do to grow this show because I need more people to listen to me talk nonsense especially now because I have a lot of shit to say about sports and it is going to get reckless. I mean, girl, I will scratch a bitch eyes out. I don't give a fuck. I'll go at her throat. If you talk ill about my fucking teams, I will fuck your shit up. So yeah, that's what I will do. So be ready. Make sure that you check us out on the Instagram pages. Uh, check out the YouTube page because YouTube is about to get more content. I just added the song in which you heard from sexy salsa that motherfucker is gonna crack r&b y'all bitches better get up in it now you're gonna be whining in the club listening to that nigga sing make sure you listen you, you you listen to what goes down on on that youtube page as well as all the other ridiculousness just give me a second i'll come back to you guys with more of the regular season sportscast because what we got going is 
We got NFL news. Guys, the playoffs are coming down. There's teams in there that you're happy to see. There's teams in there that you said, what the fuck? And there's teams in there that you pretty much knew were going to be in there, but don't know what are they going to do in the playoffs. We also have some coaches firings. It's, it's crazy. There, you know, there's certain individuals that I sat there and I said, how the fuck they still have jobs? I'm surprised they got fired now. They should have been fired years ago. And some that still have their jobs and is still scratching your head worthy. We also have, uh, moving shakings and stuff that happened during the break when it came to wrestling wise, as well as UFC, which leads me to the interview of all interviews. I finally got to. Get the boss of RageWorks.net, Mr. Rich, to sit down and talk to us. It's going to be a long-ass interview, bitches. You better strap in and get your liquor on because we're about to get twerked out in here. Especially when we talk about men wrestling in tights and shit. But be sure you be sure you, 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 you support the RageWorks.net because, you know, I'm not getting paid for this shit yet, but when I do... I'll give each of y'all a dollar and uh, a stick of gum. Just remind me when I see y'all on the street. And also, Powerball is up to like six hundred and fucking fifty something million. If I win that shit, this will be my last episode of the regular season sportscast. Y'all niggas could kiss my ass. I'll be doing shout outs from fucking Snapchat. I'll be like, yo, regular season sportscast, fuck y'all. I'm out. <laughs> I'm gonna check y'all in a minute. You're gonna listen to some sounds from, of course, those guys from Rapper Life. See y'all in a minute. This is real talk. So take your time out. I ain't tryna hurt nobody. 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 I ain't tryna. I ain't tryna hurt nobody. I ain't tryna hurt nobody. I ain't tryna hurt nobody. I ain't tryna. I ain't tryna hurt nobody. Always on my grind cause I'm trying to get rich, trying to get rich. Got money on my mind, so that means that I'm always, always minding my business. Whether signed or I'm unsigned, bet that I'm motherfucking climbing a list, bitch. Working hard since the youth, spitting balls in the booth, can't deny me of this shit. And the path that I chose seemed like the right road to the top. But I ran in the detours, roadblock. And I ran in the dead ends at the stop. Back it up, you turn, take another route. Had me going northeast, west, and south. Running out of gas, what the hell is this about? Feeling down and out, never fell into a drought. Running with a crew, that's supposed to help you out. But everyone I knew chose to sell a nigga out. Really? Word. More like kick to the curb. More like shit in the dirt. Had to get up, swerve, move. Another course, thinking that I'm mad at them niggas, of course not. I don't have the time of the day. Listen real close to the kid as I say, I ain't trying to hurt nobody. 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 
First of all, I want to tell you that uh, this week in NFL has been like, it's been exciting because you had the closing out of certain teams that we thought would have been able to make it into the playoffs, i.e. the Jets. Let me tell you, I'm not one of those guys who's a giant fan and hates on the Jets. It's different when it comes to my Mets and hatred for the Yankees. It's different. I don't have any hatred for the Jets. I actually respect the Jets. I really, I really think that those are those are uh, 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 players on that on that team that deserve much more kudos that that they're getting out. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Brendan Marshall, especially um, Chris Ivory. Those guys are top tier players. Like if you would put them on any other team in the league. They would be recognized as as uh, premier players, but for some reason they get a bad reputation or look to be a jet. I don't know why. It it, it just it it just doesn't. I don't I don't I don't get it. But for this year, for for what they've been through when they when it came to the off season issues when Geno Smith and stuff like that, and you. you you had to bring in Fitzpatrick, who played outstanding during the year, especially the last game of the season. 
which although he had his hiccup in the fourth quarter, he still played amazingly. And the the Jets were were, were giving uh, are not giving the credit that they deserve, but their fate was in their own hands. They weren't able to to overcome it. Uh, the Buffalo Bills with Rex Ryan were able to cross their dreams and Pittsburgh slid into the slop, which deservingly so Pittsburgh has like the most powerful offense in the league, but they've always fall fallen short on games in which they should have won. It, it just seems to me that come playoff time, I think their hiccup is going to happen soon enough. I don't think it's going to happen now. They play the first round against the Bengals. The Bengals have an injured um, Andrew Dalton. They have A.J. McCarron going for them. And he played well in his last game. But I think when it comes to experience, playoff time, this might not be his time to shine. Pittsburgh's... the only thing that kills Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. And it's not even coaching wise. I think at the end of the day, the defense, if they're not able to hold off any teams who are pushing a late run or even the opposite, even if the team is, is, is already down early on, it seems like I, the defense can't hold shit together with crazy glue. I don't, I don't understand, but. You would have to see Pittsburgh be up by like 30 in the middle of the second quarter for them to, to look as though they're going to win. But even with that, I could see them getting past Cincinnati in the first round. That doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like too much of a problem. Then we would have on the table, we have, by the way, I just want to mention the AFC is going to be, it's not, a gimme it, it really isn't There's a lot of teams On there that has The opportunity of Taking it to the Super Bowl It's it's not as easy As people may think You have uh, The Kansas City Chiefs Going against the Texans The Texans got Extremely hot Later on in the season As did KFC <laughs> Excuse me That's going to be One of the games That you have to Have to Have to watch And I'm going to Honestly say that KFC Looks like they're going to be KFC, like the chicken. Uh, Kansas City is going to be the team that is going to be the sleeper for a lot of guys who are are betting. They're going to have to probably look at what is going to be the over and under. What's going to be the cover? But I I think Kansas City is going to be a team that's going to be a problem in that division for the playoffs. I see them getting past the Texans. Uh, Denver got the bye with a big play from Peyton Manning. It was like his awakening this last game with the the, the allegations of the the HGH supposedly uh, mail order that occurred in 2001, which by the way, I mean 2011, which by the way, first of all, football is known to have this type of uh, dark cloud over them, but nobody recognizes that. Nobody cares. What's the last time you heard anybody fucking suspended seriously for fucking steroids or something of that magnitude? It's not like baseball 
you know, it, it, it's not one of those things in which that has become a real problem. You got a guy who comes in at 320 in weight, 6'4", and can run a 440 and like 4.6. But nobody fucking questions how this occurs. Hell, you could, I mean, really. But now all of a sudden it, it becomes an issue. Okay. Then there's, 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 there's contradiction to it because the first person who claimed that, you know, they made, that, that, that they they made the the the, the mail order to the Manning house or to the wife, and it wasn't to her. It's too much going on with all that nonsense. This is ridiculous. At the end of the day, there's gonna be brushed under the fucking rug. Payne will fucking retire next year. Who cares? Like it's it's who? It didn't make him any fucking better or worse. The guy was fucking awesome as is. I mean, I mean, let's be real about it. Get over the fucking shit. Uh, with that being said, Payne came in, and this is the only the only time that I've ever heard of a quarterback controversy going into the playoffs. From what the looks like is that they're actually going to start Payne, which I wouldn't do it. I thought it was fine to have Payne come in in relief. I think it, I think it worked. It, it also it 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 looked like so, somewhat of like the how the the major leagues does it. You know what? The starter ain't working. We gonna have to bring in that relief and bring Payne in. You know that you know you got to do what you got to do to win championships. On the other side with the NFC, you have the Seattle Seahawks who've been playing amazingly. Russell Westbrook. I I mean excuse me. Russell Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook. That'll be the NBA portion of the show. Russell Wilson. He has like I don't know if he woke up, he finally got vagina, you know I don't know what the fuck it was, but this guy has been playing ridiculous football. And pow- more power to him because it didn't look too well. He might have been able to save uh people's jobs by playing the way he's been playing. But coming in hot the way Seattle's been playing, they're going up against a team in which you know the Vikings can be it topsy-turvy but I don't think this is going to be a game that they're going to pull out I think the Vikings are going to possibly be a team to look for in the future if there's some type of confidence and, and, and belief and believability that you can invest in them the Vikings could be a team that could actually outshine you know the 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 mighty midway with Green Bay and such in the future, but for this year, Seattle's playing remarkable ball. Then we go to uh, Green Bay versus the Redskins. Redskins, this will be your point to prove to everybody that the NFC East is not a weak division, especially the way you've been playing the past couple of weeks. But you can never count out Green Bay Aaron Rodgers and you you I I still think that Rodgers is playing with an injury that he's not telling anybody or the medical staff is not re- releasing to anybody because they know they don't have anybody in the well but with that being said to go up against to go up against Washington I think 
this is going to be one of those games in which you're going to think it's going to be a cakewalk for Green Bay, but there's too much on a table that Washington can throw out there. But at the end of the day, Green Bay will win this one, but in a close game. I just want to say that, you know, MVP status, regardless of what anybody else thinks, how it goes, no matter how mad you are when it comes to his personality and such, but Cam Newton is well deserved for MVP. It's, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give kudos where kudos is due. Give credit where it's deserved. Rushing, passing, I mean, all around, stayed healthy. Cam Newton played a hell, hell of a football this year. You would wish that when you played Madden, your fucking quarterback stayed this healthy and played this fucking well, man. Unless you played on fucking beginner. Fucking scrubs. But this is, this, this is a guy that he's been trying his best to overshadow his previous history and to prove that he's actually, you know, a, a mature player on and off the field. So you, you can't, you can't deny what he's done. And I don't think the NFL or anybody else is going to do that. With that being said, it makes me revert to what's going on with Johnny Manziel in Cleveland. I like the kid. I've liked the kid for a while. I actually thought that this kid is getting a raw deal. You know, he's got a, he ha, he's got the uh, hanger, hangers on him that believe that, you know, he's, 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 just just one of those busts that come into the league. But for me, with the stigma that he brought onto himself from college, I think he came into the NFL, which I don't see any different than what the fuck is going on with the NFL now with these you know, these these abusers and all this such. But you got a guy who enjoys the life. He's not getting arrested. I mean, he he had that incident with the DUI, which is not even a DUI. He just got a police stop. And I, you know, honestly, I think Cleveland, Cleveland needs to fucking clean out their whole their own closet. The Browns is a team that is very much underachieving because they should they should have invested themselves in better prospects, and they haven't. It's sad because a lot of these Cleveland fans are sticking their head in the fucking ground like they're ostriches. But when it comes to Johnny Manziel, the kid got on the field. He performed. I didn't see anything that didn't show that he could have been progressive and possibly, you know, have the caliber of being a next level quarterback with the shit that he had. But Cleveland never wanted to give him the the shot because they felt as though that. You know, to be honest, Cleveland's not a, it's not the market as uh, other football organizations like if they were in LA or uh, a New York basement. Shit, I could have taken a shit as a quarterback, a starting quarterback in Cleveland. I could have taken a shit in the middle of the 50 yard line in overtime and I still would have started the next week. I don't understand why Cleveland believes that, that they're better than they are. 
Johnny Menzel goes out there. He performs. He's a guy that that get the fans back, and now they've given up hope. Why? Because he doesn't follow their protocol of what? I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And then now there's talks of him wanting to play for Dallas, which would be the perfect fit for him. It will be. And I think that organization would appreciate him there. And it's not like he's going to start because once Romo comes back, he's not going to start. But at least he can nurture himself there. It's the same being said where there's other sides of the coin where they think RG3 should be there. Doesn't make a difference either because it's not like he's going to start. Romo's still going to be there. But I think the nurturing process will be better fit for Manziel than it would be for RG3. RG3 has a plethora of other options for him to go check out. Honestly, there's 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 a lot of openings for him that he could he could check out to hell. Miami, although, you know, Tannehill is is like there is not it, I don't think it, I I think he'll be a good shot for there. Hell, even Cleveland would fucking take him. But like I said, who knows? The the offseason has been ridiculous. I mean, even after game 17, they were waiting to open up doors to ridiculousness. Let's just talk about what's going on with the coaching. Oh my goodness. Coaching wise, firings, ridiculous. Before I even go to the firings, let me just say, I want to say, um, being a Giants fan, uh, I have to say my goodbyes to Tom Coughlin. I think his departure is probably a year or two overdue. I mean, I'm not going to ride the Stephen Smith bandwagon, but I would say that he had a point to where he says that the six unsuccessful seasons making it to the playoffs and it's true it is true I mean the man is I'm not gonna put his age in the in 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 the vicinity of why the coaching was bad I believe there was a lot of other areas of coaching that came into play that probably hurt the team and I believe that he had a lot of faith in coaches that should have progressed the team plus defensive wise you know if if you look at the st- like the stats that went down with the Giants. If they were able to hold off teams in the late quarters, they actually would have a winning record, and there wouldn't be no other team in the NFC East that would be close to competing with them. I mean, it, it's to be honest, all uh, you know their record is shined upon with the 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 the, the bad and you know, horrible playing of the defense and at the end of the game. And and I can't blame Eli had a remarkable year this year. Once again, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, don't give him the credit where he's do what was deserved. They, they sit there and say that, Oh, he's not a lead or whatever, but you look about it. He only had one fucking receiver this year. Let's be fucking honest. He only had one receiver. They, you know, Ty came in at the tight end position as a as a receiver late in the season, 
the, the Giants hasn't have it. Uh, they, they haven't had a tight end since fucking Jeremy Shockey. And their defense is always suspect. And I don't know how the fuck JPP is going to sit there and think he can sack somebody with a club. Be, whatever. You need to put a shovel or a hook on that fucking hand because he can't do shit with it. He really can't. He could probably punch the shit out of somebody, but you really can't do anything with it. So, uh, with that being said, I, I think this is a, 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 it's a force out, but a deservable force out because this man is already you know, old in his, in his years. I think he should spend the rest of his time with his family. Hall of Fame is going to be calling for him soon. He has two Super Bowls on his belt. More power to him, man. I, I, I don't have any qualms with him going out. The, the, the coaching pool is going to be a little bit, um, a little bit thin, but most likely maybe McAdoo within the, the, the organization will step up. Who knows? The one shocking thing that I saw was recently was Lovey Smith getting the axe at Tampa Bay. Why? Why? This guy almost turned shit into gold. I, I, I don't, I don't understand that. You, you gotta give him at least a year or two. You know, you, you had, um, Jamison Winston playing somewhat well. I, I don't, I don't understand why you would consider him to be one of uh, a coach that should be on a chopping block. Doug Martin was the second leading rusher of the league behind Adrian Peterson. Like what, what the, and, and this wasn't even a rushing year. But yet you was able to, to, to put up a rusher behind that. Over a thousand yards. And if he had a healthy receiving core, Jameis Winston might actually be, uh, had a, had a better fucking stroke. This is the, this is the year that, although he was still making his, his early rookie mistakes and trying to get the kinks out of his, his college life, he still was making something for it. Hell, Jeff Fisher still has a job. But the reason why Jeff Fisher has a job is because he finds a way to talk himself out of being fired. Like, especially now that, that, that St. Louis is, is, is trying to find a way to get out of there and, 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 and apply for that Los Angeles spot location move. He's found a way to sit there and say, I could listen, I'm, St. Louis was not the place for me to make players, but I know I could get players in LA. Like, you know, that that's the type of shit he's done and he's been able to make himself still available for teams to 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 bank on. I mean, honestly. And Garrett and fucking in in Dallas. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, come really? You, this goes to prove that without a quarterback, you're not doing shit. Granted, you're going to say he made the playoffs last year. Okay, fine. You're right. He made the playoffs last year. What have you done for me lately? He literally looks like if he's fucking throwing darts at a board to call plays. I, I don't, I don't get a lot of stuff that goes on there, which leads me to Chip Kelly. Look. Say what you want about Chip Kelly. The guy was able to to have success and uh, uh, a few years ago until this until this season. 
But this is one of those these opportune times that he had, and when somebody gave him the keys to the car, and he said, "Fuck it, I'm hitting 120 on the highway." He said, "Fuck it, you allowed me to have this much control, and I'm gonna take advantage of it." And the fucking car blew up in his face, and Philly had to eat it. That's basically what it is. Philly had to eat it. The same thing that he would have done in college, he tried to emulate in an NFL. Not not many people are able to do that. And Chip Kelly was not able to make that success happen for him. That's just what it is. You know, these days, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of a player's coach. Like, I'm not a fan of that because it always smacks the coach in the face. It's only rare that there's success that occurs when that happens, especially in a professional level like that. But uh, Chip Kelly wasn't that. He wasn't even, like, open to players or or such. He he was one of those closed-off coaches. And players don't want to play for a coach like that. They'll shut down. They really will. They'll rather worry about their contract than win. Unfortunate, but true. That's what happens. So then, Cleveland fires their coach. 49ers fire their coach. Uh, Miami fires their coach. I mean, this week has been just... It's a clean-out session. I mean... General, I, yo, I thought the MLB was bad. Once the fucking last pitch is thrown in the regular season, these motherfuckers, they go to the mats when it comes to getting rid of fucking managers. NFL is worse. Once the fucking clock hits zero on a regular season, they're already lining everybody up for getting fucking shots. And this is what happens. Yeah. And, and many times you, you sit there and say, is it the coaching? No. Maybe it'd be the maybe it's the GMs, which... Got rid of their GM in Cleveland, but maybe is it th- is it that? Because you can only show and prove when you have the talent that goes onto the stage, and they can't perform otherwise. You know, it, 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 that's what it becomes. If you have the talent up the wazoo and you come out of that season with a six and ten record, then you can say it's coaching. But I think. You know, teams need to reevaluate what their 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 the situation, is. especially that, that 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 Lovey Smith shit. That's ah, that's unfortunate. Ugh, man, we're talking sports and shit. The one thing I want to talk about when we talking sports and shit. Oh, I still left the mic on. Hot echo. <laughs> the one thing I want to talk about when we talk about uh, talking sports and shit is. The the whole Cleon Anthony situation coming out the club. I mean, look, man, you're young, you got money. This is what you're gonna do. You know, I can sit there and and and, and preach from the pulpit about you know responsibility and all that. But to be honest, I really can't because I I've never been at that situation to have all that money and be at that age. Performing in front of millions on the television screen and know what it would be to still be happy. I, I don't get it. Me? Look, 
I can say whatever I want. I can sit there and say, yo, I hit Powerball tonight and I'm not going to do no shit like that. I can say that, but you never know what the fuck is calling. You know, there, there's some individuals who have that maturity. Me, I'm, 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 I'm going to show my age. I'm going to be 40 soon and I would know better not to do that. To spend my money or be out there frivolously, especially knowing that the spotlight is going to be on me, not only because I'm an NBA player, but because of what comes with that. You know, I I I, I can't I can't sit there and honestly say that I know what it is to be in that in that spotlight. But you know, there there are players in the NBA who keep it low key and don't. Seem to, to to draw that attention To themselves They'll draw it one way or another But they don't draw it that way Now in Cle Anthony uh, Cleon Anthony's situation uh, He um He 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 I, I, I think he was set up Like you know these motherfuckers went out To take his, his fucking career Like they shot him in it and in the knee, like they're, they're trying to end your fucking career. That's personal. They might as well have tried to stab him because you know studies shown if somebody stabs you, it's personal. So they might as well. It, it might have just seen to be a setup. But you 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 only hope that there's a wake up call after this. And this and this goes to not only him but all NBA players, sports athletes, and such. And. You 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 need to start investing in what the future is going to be and not the now. Yeah, it's cool. You want to be in a club, listening to the future, bopping to you know that new trap shit. I get you. You know, it's it's some cool shit, but you need to recognize the surroundings because there's a lot of motherfuckers out there that's going to want to end that shit just because they don't like you, they hate what you're about, and they hate the fucking game. Be it sports wise or street wise. So I'm just saying, I mean, I, I, I hope we don't have to see any more instances like that occur again in the future. But this is this to me just starts like a, a, a starting trend. Often do you get that you you resemble Taz? Uh, quite often. <laughs> more more than I'd like to admit. I want to see as I get older. I want I want you to, I want you to like where every everywhere you go to, especially when we go out to eat and shit. I want, I'm just gonna play the music and just have that as your theme music walking in everywhere. Dude, as, now that he's older and we both got the gray hair, absolutely. <laughs> If you guys don't know by now, I am talking to my boss, and I'll get you the minute or why I always I always call him that, refer to that to my boss, the boss of RageWorks.net, the man himself. I'm 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 actually surprised that I'm actually 
putting him on the show now. I'm, su- I'm surprised I haven't put him on earlier in the earlier episodes. But the man himself, Mr. Rich, Richard Butler. What's going on, senor? I'm good, brother. I'm good. I am uh, happy to be here. Definitely, um, you know, long, not long overdue, man, because this is your house. I'm just a guest. <laughs> I'm just a guest here. Make sure you wipe so. your feet before you walk in. Uh, already did that. It's the Le- left a couple of bodies outside. <laughs> I apologize. This is, you know, it, it, it's the first that I have you on the show, and then it's also the first that I'm actually doing phone interviews because, as you know, I hate I hate doing phone interviews. That's why I'm always trying to get people over to do it. It's so so much personal that way. How do you yeah, do phone- it? How is it that you're able to do it so for so long? Like you, that's basically what you carry with your, with my take and stuff. Well, I started I started my take. In 2006, it's actually going to turn 10 years old uh, this summer. That's insane. And yeah, when I first started doing it, dude, it was just me in front of a microphone rambling. Um, like you're doing now. <laughs> yeah, but, but it was funny because when when I got into into doing the shit, they um, iTunes had just started offering podcasts. So right. these guys, these guys that run a show called Video Game News Radio. I started listening to them, and I dug their vibe. You know, they were blue-collar dudes from Cleveland, and, um, you know, they started doing, like, call-ins via Skype and emails and stuff, and I started, like, sending them emails, and one day I called in, and they were like, oh, man, you know, you're straight from New York. You know, the, the, the accent came out. They could tell right away, and, you know, we just hit it off from there, and then another kid that listened to their show, a Canadian guy, named Blaine, he, um, he's like, yo, I'm going to do this show called The Crazy Shit Show. And um, he goes, yo, I want you to do a couple of episodes. So I got on Skype with a dude from Canada, yeah. never met him, had great chemistry. We banged out like three or four shows. And um, I said to myself, damn, if I could do it like with, you know, as a guest on these two shows, what's stopping me from doing it? So I started cranking out the shows myself. And dude, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. You know, I was doing Sans you know, Sans about, Sans myself putting together the regular seasons podcast. <laughs> dude, it was it was exactly that. You know, it's it's you know this dude without you know no knowledge of audio editing or anything, just talking into a headset mic about MMA and wrestling. Mm. And um, I did it. I did it really aggressive till I want to say 2008. And then I just got burned out because, you know, you weren't really able to track it. You weren't really able to see if people were really digging it or not. I mean, people would email me and they'd be like, oh, I like the show or whatever and blah, blah, blah. But there was no there was no upside. Right. You know what I mean, I, I hadn't built a website. I hadn't done any of the stuff you're supposed to do. You didn't get the it's bandwidths like, or stuff like that. You didn't know what was, you know, the uploads no. and all that, the downloads and how that shit was going down. Oh, absolutely not. And then when... um. Uh, somebody put me on a blog talk radio and I checked it out and I was like, Oh man, you know, these guys, they, they got something good. You know, they had a switchboard, they had a call in number. So I said, you know what, I'm going to try and bring it back. And, um, I remember at the time slick was a moderator for MySpace. Right. And, oh, um, a moderator for what? MySpace. <laughs> exactly. That sounds very right. To, to these days, that sounds ancient as shit. <laughs> It's like, Absolutely. You might as well say, yeah, he had a pager, and you know we. <laughs> oh yeah, he moderated. He moderated MySpace, and um, I said, "Yo, man, you know I'm going to do this show. Love some of you guys, you know that were in the forums to check it out, and you know they liked it. They liked that you could do the call-ins and stuff. And 
I did a couple of episodes and I was doing the show, screening the calls myself. And, um, I said, this shit isn't going to work because occasionally, you know, the occasional weirdo <laughs> phone call would sneak through. Yeah. You know, I'd have the occasional jerk off and I'd have to be like, Ugh. And, and you know, then I got to edit the shit out. So I remember I reached out to Slick and I said, listen, dude, you know, you already moderate on MySpace. How about if you moderate on air? Right. And he's like, word, I'll give it a shot. So that's, that's how Slick came on board to do production. And after I started doing the live shows in 2009, I kept cranking them out and cranking them out. And then, you know, I started creating other little shows and trying to get the website game up and all the social shit. And, you know, here we are, 330 episodes as of next week. And uh, chugging along, man, you know. So you mean to tell me that we could blame MySpace for the 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 pain in the ass that we know as slick? <laughs> you can you can blame MySpace, and the, <laughs> and the reason is just because of our our kinship due to video games. And then you know he found out that he lived not far from me, and then we met up one day, and we just you know we've been cool ever since, you know. Shout out to Slick, man. That guy, you know, seconds only you. That guy fucking busts his ass for the fucking for 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 the website and all. I, I we always bust each other's balls and shit for, but it's it's you know it's the whole sharing the same birthday and cancer and of course. being natural dickheads. <laughs> but to do it all though, like you guys brought me into the fold. I believe it's gonna be it's, what, it's four years now. Yeah, about four years. And it was like out of a, a hole in the wall type chance meeting I, I come in for. We got a lot of guys who don't know. Uh, I, I came into my take before it turned into Rage Works. I came into uh, my take via uh, introductions through other people who, who, who channeled me into my take. It's like, oh, check this out. You know, you might be you might be a good fit with them. And you know, I had to go through the process. And I started writing for my take for a while. Afterwards, after going through the process, had my own. Uh, my own uh, section, and, you yep. know. When I start thinking about it, I, I start. I, I might think about bringing that back for the show. The whole face and uh, heel of the week type shit. I think it would be a good idea. It was. It was funny because you know the face heel of the week became your thing, and you started doing some other stuff and some other pieces. And it was for you. It was a natural progression. It was like everything else. You know, you called into the show, and it. You know, you calling into the show and doing the stuff with us took me back. So when I called in and then you go from becoming the listener to becoming the guest to becoming the host, you know, you did the same, you did the same path I did, you know, just there were, there were some, you know, there was some writing along the way, but and, you did the same shit. Yeah. You know? it's, and it's, and it's weird because like we both started finding out within our, you know, our, our conversations and then even off the air, like there are certain similarities and, and, yep. and, 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 and trades that we share like the first thing like i i knew i i learned about it was that you you have the infinity for uh for for uh shock radio except for shock jacks except yours is different from mine i've been always been a howard stern fan but you're right. an ona guy like it but listening to those type of guys is, is was that like your first alleyway into probably you know becoming more a communicator on 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 the show on the podcast well, you know what it was? It was a combination of trying to approach what we do without being overly analytical. Right. At the end of the day, we're watching we're watching grown men and women in tights have <laughs> fake fights every week. You know what I mean? Wait a minute, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's fake? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and what happens is a lot of people they take it to that extra, extra level 
where they want to be deeply, deeply insightful and they want to provide like expert analysis. And the way I see it is, you know, expert analysis, leave it to the dudes that get paid for that job. I want to give people something that was easy to consume, but I also wanted to talk to them the way they talk amongst their friends. You know, like if, like if I'm talking to you about wrestling, we're going to be like, yo, that guy fucking sucks. (laughs) Or, you know, that match was dope or, you know, this or that. I mean, you know, we do go a little deep sometimes into certain aspects of it, but that's just because we respect the craft. Yeah, I do the but, same thing on 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 on, on TRSS because you know I I, I I and that's where you know I, I I appreciated what you've been doing with with my take and what you brought over because I like I said we share the same affinity for you know reality talk and then we do it the way yeah. we do it. I man, listen, there's many times that I've been calling the win and I've and I've given out you know ill facts or fucked up because either it's been the the time of the week in which I've been out there or I just rushing through or. At the end of the day, what I want to do is I want to talk as a fan. I don't want to have that over analytical statistic type. For, I want to talk. I want people to listen to me, and, and even if I fuck up and go, "Yo, Jay, you're the, the fuck? That's not the team he plays for." Like I want right. that kind of feedback. Exactly. You want you want to talk to people on their own level because doing this for so long, man, you could tell who knows their shit and who doesn't, and who's just faking it. To, to try and get their break and that's fine right. you know you're entitled to to put out your product any way you want but at the end of the day you know people are like oh you know people have met told me like you know you'd probably get a bigger fan base if you weren't as you know you didn't you curse less or you didn't talk about race the way you do or you know you don't acknowledge certain things and i've told people I'm like listen at the end of the day the show is the show and my job is to entertain and it's not for everybody it's the same thing with stand-up it's the same thing with movies you know it's your interpretation of how you view it dude you could go on 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 itunes right now and punch in wrestling and you'll get thousands thousands of entries of different shows and And this shit is all sounding the same right it's all sounding the same or you know what it is like i do long-form shows you do long-form shows you know because that's what works for us i mean you know, I, I could I could probably bring the shows down to sixty minutes or you know or half an hour. But what happens is that it, it's the same thing. Like if you're sitting at a bar talking sports with your boys, that's not a ten minute conversation. Before right. you know it, you're like, damn, we pounded you know fourteen beers and we've been here two hours. And we know? just talking about the same one UFC fight, <laughs> right? Or, or exactly one UFC fight or one playoff game or you know fantasy football, whatever the case may be, man. And that's. That's how I want to approach it. Yeah, I mean, you know, now now that I'm trying to do more stuff, I'm going to definitely try and go shorter, but it's never going to be 60. It's never going to be 30 minutes. Yeah, it's impossible. I, yeah, I was just about to tell you, I, I, I sit here with my do-it-yourself fucking equipment. I got, you know, I got wires and shit all over the place. And I got two computers going. My, my cell phone's connected to make this conversation happen. And right. And so far, so good. The, the makeshift way of happening is it, it, so far pushing out the, the products and the programs. I don't know how the fuck you were able to do it every week for 300 and some odd episodes. Like, what gave you the drive besides the monster fucking drinks and all that? Like, honestly, what, what, what pushed you out there to, to continue to do this insanity? Well, you know what happens? It's, you know, you start doing these shows and, as you do them, 
like I always tell you, you know, if you make 10 episodes, then you'll be all right. And I realized, don't get me wrong, there were days where I was like, damn, this is bullshit, or I'm going to hang it up, or I'm going to hang it up. But then I realized that this isn't, you know, this isn't a sprint or a race. This is just a brisk walk. And the only way that you're going to stay on it is to outlast everybody else. Like, that's how it goes. Because, you know, I, I've seen dudes that have been guests on the show that have been, you know, kind of trolls on the DL these guys that ran this other wrestling podcast right. and they ended up, they ended up folding the wrestling podcast up and they still do stuff. But you know, I, you guys, you guys couldn't hang, you know, and, and, and I just take pride in trying to give people a good product and, you know, people, some people are going to agree with me. Some people aren't, but at the end of the day, they can always say, yo, this dude will go in there and give us two hours of his day every week or four hours or six hours. So, you know, there's a there's an expectation that's that's there that I want to try and definitely fulfill. You know. Yeah, I I, I know I I haven't reached that 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 time yet. This is this is actually going to be episode 21, not counting the the pretty good stuff. And I you know I know it's going to come down where I start getting those feelings as well that it's going to be yep. like you know, oh, shit, I got to put the show together. I don't I, maybe I should take a day off, maybe I'll take a week off, yeah. whatever case maybe. But then and that's it, what happens. It, it, I know it's going to click in the back of my mind that I'm going to go oh. Shit, Shit, I really gotta fucking talk about this. Like, I, I gotta, right? You know, I gotta do it. And it's not only, it's not only the, the the commitment to to you guys because they 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 used to be when I when I was writing for you guys, there'd be weeks that I'm like, fuck, I don't have anything, yep. and I really don't want to just put something out there that shit just to say I put it out there. And you were right. very, you were very understanding. You were very, uh, uh, you 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 understood the process of what it is to be creative, and not a lot of people Absolutely. understand that because it's better to put out something. That that's gonna be worthwhile and give something the readers to grasp for, than just to throw something out there which is shit. Sans Dave Meltzer, I can't stand that fuck. Um. <laughs> well, but, but you know what it is? It's funny you mentioned guys like that, like Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, all these guys, because what these guys did was they carved out a niche, and what ends up happening is that you reach a point where the where where everything kind of works itself, and it becomes gospel thing. though. That's the shit that right. kills me. Yeah, but you got to look at it like this. Think about it. You've interviewed countless, countless independent wrestlers. You're going to reach a point where people are going to be like, yo, what's a good what's a good way to get my name out there? Yo, hit up the guys at TRSS because, right. you know, they're really they're really approachable. And eventually it just writes it just it just it, it irons itself out. But there's always going to be wrinkles. There's always going to be hardships and issues. But you know, if if you stick to it, it'll it'll really come together. I mean, that, that's what happens. <laughs> I eat almost every episode of my take radio. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, and, you know, like I, my, you know, my wife, my wife spends, you know, five days out of a week sometimes sleeping in a bed by herself because I'm there. You know recording videos or editing videos or editing audio please don't blame or... me for this one either because no no no. Isn't... <laughs> no 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 this is this is just this is just in general dude. Yeah. you know doing the doing the instagram doing i do not the, want her mad at me Snapchat. she looks vicious <laughs> <laughs> yeah well but, she looks but that's more what vicious than you <laughs> yeah she can get there but that's what i'm saying like like that's that's the the commitment you got to make because it's like if you don't if you're trying to get paid you got to out hustle Everybody, you you got to compete against everybody. Even the guys that are, you know, your 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 colleagues. Like 
like, dude, I want you to be better than me. You know what right. I mean? I want you to put out, you know, you, I want you to tell me, yo, I'm on my 50th show, my 100th show. Yo, AJ Styles is calling in. Yo, this dude's coming through. Because at the end of the day, you know, iron sharpens iron. That's, yeah. that's all it is. And people, people don't get that. One thing I don't do, and people say I'm, you know, people find it odd. I don't listen to other wrestling shows. Right. I don't listen to other MMA shows. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Shows. Do you still do you still listen to podcasts? I listen to podcasts, but every podcast I listen to, like like my podcast list right now is like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tim Ferriss, um, who's the author of the Four Hour Work Week, mm-hmm. which is an amazing book. Listen, I read that book, dude, and I wanted to go and quit my job. It's that, that it's it's dang. seriously life changing. It's, it's like the secret, like how everybody's walking. No, 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 no. <laughs> because because you know what it is, dude. That guy. People always think that oh, you know, well, well, how much can you learn from a guy that aspires to only work four hours a week? And what that guy taught me was to optimize my strengths and right. farm out my weaknesses. Like that's how it goes, dude. Like like yo, if I'm not good at some shit, it's like yo, take the ball and run with it. Like like what I and and we were talking about this off air when. When I said, you know, Slick is going to handle the bulk of the gaming stuff. Right. It's not because, you know, I can't do it or he does it better. It's just that if I want to, if I want to do this, I got to put my energies towards other shit. Well, it's like, or, uh, you know, yeah, it's like the the expression I heard recently, which is uh, uh, hustle until others want to get hired, which is which is basically what you're in the fold now doing. Because yep. you and know, that's how it is. You got guys who come to you. Ooh, but you know, and and the, and this is this is the this is the the you know I don't, I don't really want to shine your ass too much because you know then you you know you start your head gets swollen than what it is already. <laughs> no, but nah, honestly, nah, nah. It, it's um what it is is that um I've I've I even had guys who who do the show and and and, and when anybody who's who's been listening to TRSS or how how we roll is you know, I don't I don't go out not only to get the 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 quintessential figureheads who are some trying to make a mainstay in a business or something like that i put the common guy on the show because yep. that's that's the, the the feel we want and even the guys who sit here for for the interviews for like an hour and an hour and a half and they see it fly by the first thing that they say once the mics go off and we're off air they say yo how can i do this like it, it, yep. because they find out that it, to them that they think it's easy but they don't yep. know the legwork. Even when I did episode one of this shit, and at once once it was the, the mics got cold. I said, "How the fuck does Rich do this?" <laughs> but that's but that's exactly what it is. And you know what ends up happening? You end up teaching others to do it, and then you know either they grow with you or they help you, and then you just pay it forward. I mean, don't get me wrong. There there are people that reach out sometimes, and I got to be the dick and be like, "Yo, I don't know." even though I do know because some people get fucking lazy. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yo, my wife will tell you, even slick will tell you the hours that I've applied to, you know, reading, you know, posts on this or how to do this. Everything I do is self-taught. Right. All of it. Video editing, audio editing, dude, that's sleepless nights. That's botching audio. That's botching video. And I'm still learning every day, you know? Yeah. And it's it's funny because you know we 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 of course we have um our, our resident for from uh, RageWorks and uh, from TRSS especially Josie's boy who is our our artist who he's like he is the quintessential individual who's living that life like he's out yep. there you know 
going through that motion. And I look yep. at him with and the same thing with such amazement, like, yo, dude, like you take a lot of falls before you, you climb up to, to yep. the next rung. Like you get hit a lot. How is it that you stay like consistently motivated to do this? Although you have a, you know, under the, 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 the Rageworks umbrella, we now have, uh, Black is the New Black. We have the Prairie Show. We have a, like, how is it that you're able to like consistently push something out? And find a way to 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 know that there's going to be a like a diamond in the rough. How do you how do you figure that out? Well, you know what you know what happens when Ben, ben and Taylor are great examples for Black as the New Black because they started doing their Ben started doing a podcast on his own, and Ben you know he handles all our MMA, he does some comic stuff, you know he does he's a jack of all trades. Right. And I remember when he told me he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna start doing this podcast." blah 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 and he started doing it and i never told him but i would okay i'd go and i'd listen to full episodes or i would log in anonymously and listen to him doing the work and i said to myself these guys they have something different something unique something special yeah those guys they are without a doubt you know they i sat in i sat in the background and peep their shows and peep their shows and I realized I said you know the way that they approach uh, sports the way that they view hip hop the the way that they view geek culture is such a such a different way than the norm than the conventional that it it, it would definitely set us apart and and it's easy to say oh you know it's, it's from an African American perspective but it's more than that because again you have two individuals that are speaking to their demographic, their age group, in a way that they can relate to, and and again, it's not you know it's not a, a race thing or a color thing. It's a message thing. Yeah, it's funny and because guys, you would, you would say that, and like any and not even just racially like viewed from outside outside the the the, the, the lines. You the way you look at it also is like you know it's not. The typical paint by numbers type program, like it, it, there, there's right. it, sometimes conversations do go off in a rant, like it, it just goes off right. like that. And you know, sometimes you, you you'll be frustrated to hear the show or whatever, and you like, and, and it's not only their show; it could go off to my show and anybody else's show. But you'll sit there and go, "Wait, what the fuck just happened here?" But you also get pulled in because that's exactly what conversations happen. Let me tell you, in my house, that happens all the time. Right. Like it goes on. But you, it's cool that you recognize that that's what today's ADD type society is. And how is it like? How how do you like? How do you figure that with RageWorks and how it's 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 progressing? Because like I tell you, year by year, we're just growing and growing. The numbers are saying it. By the way, guys. Before I go on, I mean, you gotta you gotta hit up our the the Facebook sites, RageWorks, the RageWorks dot net as you know the Facebook group. It has the page. We 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 we're also on on YouTube. I mean, we, you know, drop, you you could drop all that. You, you could do. Oh yeah, of course. Plug there's it. yeah, there's a there's a lot of you know we got a, a pretty big social footprint. I mean, even you you've you've taken it your your initiative and you've craft you've cultivated a niche. For your audience, and and I see it working. You know, I see you applying the same stuff that I that I apply, and and you're seeing it grow before your eyes. And that's the best part, man. Like when you're in a group and your own people in the group are posting news about shit for you to talk about to get your opinion on it. 
that means that you've gone from being somebody that's just spouting shit behind a microphone to an authority, somebody who, who's in the know, somebody whose opinion they trust. And uh, like, you know, yeah, you could have somebody could say, yo, I get 10, I got 10,000 listeners. That's fine. But do those 10,000 listeners know, you know, the name of, of your kid or where you live or, you know, what, what you like to drink? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd rather, I'd rather have a room full of 400 hungry, passionate people than an auditorium full of 10,000 that'll forget what I said. Oh, when man. Walk out you have floor. no idea the art, like just the, the ridiculousness that we've always come, you know, we, we have when we talk about that. When it comes to social media, it's like likes don't get me listeners. It really doesn't. Uh, nope. I, I I I I feed off of the, the 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 comments or if I'm walking just in my job and somebody says, "Yo, that shit you said on the job this week uh, on the show was hilarious." But what the fuck? Where did that come from? Like that's that motivates me more than just seeing like 130 likes for a picture or exactly. And that's, yeah. and that's what it is. The people don't understand that if you were to go into a room and talk to 100 people that's a lot of people like people always get hung up on the numbers don't get me wrong the numbers are, are beautiful to look at right. but if you fill up a room with 50 people or 100 people and you got to talk to them it's 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 still just as as important as reaching out to 10,000 or 100,000. Right. You know, the problem is cats jump in and they're like, yeah, man, you know, I only got 50 downloads this week. And I say, when do you in a given day talk to 50 people at one time? Exactly. When? I, and, I, and that's what it is. And I always, and I always, and that's, you know, it's, 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 some people may think that I'm pandering or, I, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, shine up the, the listeners to, to, to get more in which is which is fine I, it, 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 it is it is the nature of the beast this is why we do it as well but you're okay. right though because I, and you even know i don't even ask you for the numbers i really don't because nope. at the end of the but day i'll tell you yeah you'll tell, I'll tell me. you them <laughs> but at the end of the day my whole thing is i i i enjoy the fact that i've been given this avenue just like you have because not many of us are giving the 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 ability to do what we do like you know they yeah. they say that the biggest fear in, in 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 psychological purposes is speaking in front of people and even though we're not yeah. speaking in front you know but we're speaking to the masses you know second only to I mean you know second to that is deaf but to do that it's a gift and we didn't have that gift long uh, no. long ago and for that to come yeah. to us now it's cool to share it and especially the way that we talk we're just like fucking <laughs> yeah like, and that and that we're the common exactly man blue collar legit yeah and that that's what it is people view it and they're like you know these guys are you know these individuals they they speak on on that level and it's funny because sometimes like, like I did a I actually did a speaking engagement based on what I do I talked to a whole bunch of kids at Pace University right. one day and um, you know it was it was a tremendous experience to see you know uh, you know the, the, the future the future of this business whether it's you know podcasting or vlogging or whatever you want to call it just sitting there hungry to learn because it's like think about this 20 years ago the only way that you could get on air is if you had a broadcasting degree you went to college, you did an internship at a radio station. Right. Hell, you know, you listen to Howard Stern. How many of those dudes that were his interns went on to do their own shows? Right. 
It's it, now you got guys doing it, their own shows on the by themselves. And 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 the, the god the god of the podcast, Mister Adam Carolla, he's the god. Is like he he's he he also showed that you know what that if the median is there. And and this goes for anything that we do, you know. Being being that you want to be a professional wrestler, if you want to be an MMA fighter, if you want to get into to just uh, become a writer, if the meeting is there, take advantage of it because you don't know 100%. if it's going to be there. The window's going to close at any moment. You never know, so take advantage. Yeah, of it. Listen, I went in here head first. When you gave me the writing opportunity, I was like, fuck it. And I wrote for, I wrote for like two and a half years and, you know, due to scheduling, I said, fuck, man, I'm not going to be able to be, you know, as committed as I was. And then when you, you know, I came up with the idea and you know, I said, you know, maybe I could do the show. And you said, I got you. We can do this. I was yep. like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> well, that's what happens, man. It's like, if you don't, if you don't take the chance to do it, it's going to be a question of woulda, coulda, shoulda. And, and you don't, you, nobody ever wants that. You know, you never want to say to yourself, damn, I should have, I should have done that show or I should have done that podcast because all it takes and people don't get it, man. You can have 20 people listening and one of those 20 listeners could be somebody that owns a, a, a radio station yeah. or a network or works for Sirius or works for whatever. I mean, uh, there's, there's no better example than, than Mark Marin, who's a stand up comedian. Does his own podcast yes. out of his out of his garage, and had Barack Obama at his house to record a podcast. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's amazing. You know, this is a sitting president walking into the guy's garage, and you know he talked about it. He said, you know, the uh, Secret Service was was on my neighbors, you know, on the rooftops of my neighbors' houses with sniper rifles. They had this big tent set up for the president to walk into my garage and have a seat. And he said it. He he was like, you know, that's that's. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's also because of you know him being a comedian and everything. But no, it's just the it's fact. Still, that it's still one Barack of Obama walked into his garage. Mark Maron is not like Chris Rock or one of those guys. He's, right? Yeah, he's not that. That's that's pretty cool. That's that is fucking pretty awesome. Speaking of that, I mean, we all would have like our you know targeted guests that we would have for this show. But you know, right? It's not. And let's not even shoot high. For you, right? Let's shoot at someone that you think might be obtainable. Has there been? Is there anybody that you think that you 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 want for the show that you, you think that you could probably get? I have. I, I'm going to actually give you three three people from three different spheres that I that I that we cover. I've always wanted to talk to Scott Steiner. Oh, um, dream. I think exactly. That you know? is such a goal. <laughs> it, it, because because there's I think that you know the guy's traveled the world, you know, he he got into the business with a sibling. Uh he's been part of some of the most iconic moments in professional wrestling. Not only that, but he's also worked under every regime from, you know, the Ted Turner era to the WWE Attitude era to the to Indies, yeah. The TNA, yeah, to the independence to the TNA era, you know, to you know, doing Puerto Rico, like the guy, the guy is well traveled, and I just feel that he has some amazing stories. Um, from the MMA side, uh, probably, and and you know, that's that's a, a crazy one. I've always been a fan of Matt Serra. Uh, he's a he's a local guy. He's right. the guy that defeated GSP after the Ultimate Fighter. You know, an yeah. underdog story. Um, he's and I just feel that he, you know, he he's one guy. 
not the biggest dude. You know, you look at him, you're like, all right, whatever. This Italian guy from from Long Island, and he'll go out there and he'll stretch you out like a fucking rubber band without even thinking about it. Like I feel that he has some great stories, and um, from from an entertainment side, I've always wanted to talk to uh, Bolo. You know, Bolo Yang, <laughs> dude, that guy. Let me These tell are you, that about guy, obscure references right there. The interview that is amazing. Yeah, man, that guy. <laughs> You know, his son, his son is like a, like a bodybuilder. Like his son is making his own name for himself. But think about it. This is a guy who fought Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon, who shared screen time with Van Damme and some of the most iconic stars during the nineties. Like the amount of storytelling and history that that guy has to have, you know, for being, uh, not only that, for probably being the most jacked Asian I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's funny because he's a guy that's the most like recognizable in that exactly. genre, like regardless of you, anybody say Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee, of course, those are the two. Right. Like, but anybody who see that, they like, do. Oh shit, that's the fucking guy. <laughs> it's like yep. he has that. He's that guy. Exactly, and 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 it'll always be like whatever character he played. It'll be like, yo, that's the dude from from Bloodsport, or you know, yo, that's the that's the dude with the with the with the eye from Double Impact, or yo, Bruce <laughs> Lee fought that dude, or you know, like there's there's always that, and I always feel like he's a guy. That would probably give me an amazing interview. Since you just said that, I, I, I'm I'm gonna be sure that I, I do a movie and I'm gonna bring him in my movie just to be a henchman. But he's gonna be hey, like dude. the most diabolical henchman that doesn't say one word. <laughs> dude, if you watch any of these movies, there's always one actor. Like there's um there's an Asian guy with a Fu Manchu mustache. He usually has like a skullet. Mm. He's been in Big Trouble in Little China. He's been in yeah. a bunch of movies. Uh, you know, he ended up just being a guy that he always has work. I mean, look at Danny Trejo. I don't Danny even think Trejo, they care about stereotype. It's just like fuck it. It's a yep. job. Yeah, like if you if you listen, Danny Trejo did an interview with uh, with O and A, which was just amazing. He was talking about how he got into the business because he used to, you know, he was a boxing champion in prison. And um, he went with a buddy of his to a uh, to an audition uh, to to a to a filming, oh, yeah. and they they asked him to help Eric Roberts look like a real boxer. Right. And Eric Roberts was so impressed that he's like, "Yo, I need this guy in this movie." And he ended up being the guy that Eric Roberts fought, and it was just crazy, you know. Like like this is a guy, you know. You you look at Danny Trejo's record and and the story that he has. And this is a guy who went from being that guy, you know, the guy with the with the lady tattoo on his chest, to being a guy that was the star of his own movie, you know, at at fifty or sixty years yeah, old. Yeah, you know? he had the the like the the he was like the the Latino Samuel L. Jackson and shit. He got yep. the, the 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 later in life, which I'm hoping to crack that ceiling myself. I'm looking for that. That's it in that, in that genre. Sweet, so like I said, you brought up the the uh, you brought up ONA. I. The, and this, the reason why I, I, I call him boss, and I mean, and I do it everything. I even hit him up. I text him. I say, "Hey, boss," it was like, "It's because I get that from the the shows." You know, we we we've grown up listening to it. I, I've I've heard Gary, you know, Baba Booey say to to Howard for the longest, "Hey, boss, we have yep. we have a guest coming up next." And then I always yep. remember when because I, I listen to ONA as well. I, I I listen to them and I and I try to pick him up as as often as I can. Uh, these days, but I, and um, Jim Norton does it as well. He calls um, Opie, "Hey, boss, we have you know we we got something coming up." Yeah. I, it's and it's always been a thing that 
for me, although you've never thought of yourself as that when it came to nope. um, Rage Works, you know, you know I'm not nobody's boss. Just make sure you get your shit in. That's all I care about. That's it. And, and, but I you always want to do that because it's like the term of, 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 of recognizing, like, listen, I got to do something for something and I do it for the boss and that's my dude. I got to do it for him. So right. I always, no. I always give that. And it's funny because you never blink the eye and said, yo, why the fuck you call me that? <laughs> no, because, because you know what it is, man? Everybody, everybody has, has their, their own, their own way of, of expressing camaraderie. And the way I look at it is that with the way, with the way we work and the way we do things, it's like, you know, yeah, it's my shit and whatever. I, you know, I, I own the shit. But at the end of the day, if I don't do what I got to do and the site doesn't succeed, then either you have to go off on your own or, or you stop doing it too. Like at the end of the, and this is what people don't realize. It's like, yo, it's even though I'm out there and I'm doing all this shit, it's to grow it for everybody. Cause it's like, if, if the site is viewed by a hundred thousand people a day, that's a hundred thousand people that may that may become acquainted with TRSS right. or with Jay Santee, or they may read a piece that you have, and they might be like, "Yo, let's talk to this dude for an opportunity." I always tell everybody, "It's like, listen, man, you, this, you know, nobody's a lifer here. You know, and, if you woke up tomorrow and, and you me, said, "Yo, I got a new gig, or I'm out, or I'm going to start my own thing," I'd be like, "Yo, man, whatever you need, whatever questions you have, because that's that's how it goes." And, you know? and let me give a shout out to not only the 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 individuals who are, are doing the podcast, which is which is just work enough. Shout out to everybody who's writing for. Uh, rage works as well. I mean, like I said, I've been there before. I know how tough it is to to sit there, and we're not giving yep. deadlines. It's never been any of those things where it's like, nope. we got, you know, rich, rich, rich doesn't buzz our balls like that. It's like, yeah, you have oh. something this week. If not, okay, cool. You know, I understand what it is because you know, rich is a guy who understands people have personal lives. Like, you know, absolutely, he understands that for a force. And I and I put this out there to you guys for anyone who is looking to. Have a commitment to do something If they have You know if you have a hidden talent As in writing or being a part Even if it's not writing If you're, you're someone who's like Listen I, who's who has information Like listen I heard about this Maybe you guys want to do about that You know be a part of something And, and, and know that You're sharing to the masses Like you can You have that opportunity with Rageworks Shout out to all you guys You know Be 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 progressive Like I said Check out the websites Check out the 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 social media outlets On Facebook Rageworks has it out there Check all that out Because That helps To not only Progress us It helps to progress Your information That's to share out there You guys might have shit That we don't know about That we We haven't gotten yet And that's how it goes man yeah. It's, a, it's all, you know, one hand washes the other. You need both hands to wash the face. And know? believe me, and we're people who love to comment on shit. We have opinions yeah. out the ass. Absolutely. <laughs> Just rich, Absolutely. slick, and myself would fucking. <laughs> but, no, that's what happens. But, um. It's a, it's a great community, you know, it's building, yeah. building a community. I mean, you, you, you took a, you created the group for TRSS. And I just see all the stuff pop up. Dudes would be like, yo, man, check this out. Oh, oh my yo, God, it's obnoxious. I get hit up in the middle of the fucking night with people. <laughs> yep. It's obnoxious. But that's but what I you love want, it, though. Yeah, yeah, I love it, though. I love it. Uh, usually around this time, you're doing uh, uh, my take. 
so I, I figured that since you're up and you're, you're interviewing. Oh, by the way, sans people, like this isn't live. We were doing, <laughs> if you don't know, it's yeah, definitely, definitely not live. But uh, since, pre, since what we're doing right now, it's like in after hours, maybe, maybe we could, uh, cause I, I'll, 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 I'll share with everybody else, uh, what's going to be the future with my take. But you, you think you want to do some, uh, some wrestling talk, some, uh, MMA? Oh, yeah. Just, Absolutely. just, just, just. Just something light, just nothing, nothing too crazy. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Death, like you do in death, Louis. No, Coyote. no, no. There's definitely, definitely none of that. I mean, you know, we are, we'll be back live next week, um, uh, getting a new space to do the show. And um, my original plan was to have it done during Christmas, and trying to get internet set up in in, in this location was a bit of a hassle. And even still, I'm going to test out what we got to make sure it's ready for next week. But, um, you know, we're moving to a new space and hopefully that's going to lead to, you know, more content. Uh, you know, I'm going to bring it back a couple of seg, a couple of smaller shows I used to do. Uh, I used to, uh, the minority film report, which is just, you know, a little, uh, little movie review podcast I used to do on the side. going to do that. Uh, you know, so, so lighter stuff. That's, that stuff's going to be like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And, it's going to cover stuff that's in the theater or stuff that I end up renting, you know, different things, same, same style, but lighthearted. And, 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 and when you say that, I don't, I don't, I don't ever hear the word lighthearted come from. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I, I, I hear lighthearted. I said overly opinionated. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know what it is? It's like people, sometimes people get too turned off. Like, and this goes back to something you said to me sometimes like sometimes you gotta watch wrestling for what it is and and you know just pull, just shut your brain off like right. you know I want like sometimes I'll go and watch movies and people are like yo why'd you go see that Christ right. and I'll be like but you know like like a good example like the Fast and Furious movies this is not Oscar fucking caliber of course cinema. not you know this is this is car pornography <laughs> and you know that's what it is. It's car it's car pornography with a bunch of guys that look better than most of us yeah. that women swoon over, and you know they drive cars that we want. That's just you yeah, know, exactly. People, uh, you know, people get all bent out the of fucking. Shiva, they're superheroes with cars. <laughs> Let's yeah, get like that's what. Yeah, and that's what people. You know, like that's why I'm saying like it. Like I want to bring it back and try and do you know one 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 episode a week with a different movie I've seen. And um, or a different show recommendation, just real light, so that you know people can be like, "Oh, what am I going to watch this weekend?" Oh, you know, Rich talked about this movie. Let me go check it out, like that. Yeah, I'm about to do. I'm about to do two uh, two drops. Well, the first one, the first one you like, you always like to hear. It's it's Sally doing the drop. So uh, let me do one. The regular season sports cast. <laughs> and then we can go into. Extra, extra, read all about it. Take a gander at Turnbuckle Tabloid. Which is the Turnbuckle Tabloid segment, which we're going to go into. And, and the first thing I would go into just, 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 I'm not, I, I, I just got into MMA probably in the past, maybe I'm going to say past five years. So I'm not right. very well versed in everything, but I've been able to pick up on uh on on just the mainstay of what it is like I the I'm the guy that actually got into it through Strike Force. I know oh, okay. it's Nothing weird. That. That's weird. <laughs> it's weird, but 
I got in through Strike Force, and uh, and once I saw Strike Force, I got in. It, it, UFC came into it, and then I I started watching old episodes on YouTube, like probably everybody else who picked that up late did. Right. What was your draw when it came to MMA? Like, what? Like, I mean, because you, you, I mean, you even trained at their gym. Like, what the fuck? Well, here's the thing. When I was, when I was six years old, my mother said to me, you know, uh, you know, a little little Spanish, get up and del karate, and I'm like. <laughs> uh, I was like, uh, yeah, sure, why not? You know, because you know you're 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 a you're a small kid growing up in the Bronx. You're getting picked on. You know, I was super hyper. I was a pain in the ass. She figured this would be a good way to give, get me disciplined. Plus, you know, I, I remember watching just you know every Saturday, every Sunday on Channel Five. You know, all the old Shaw Brothers stuff. Right. Uh, you know, all the old Bruce Lee stuff. And um, I remember I went to a karate school on Westchester Avenue in the Bronx. It was on the uh, second floor of a discount store. And um, I went there. I learned there for a little bit. Then uh, we switched schools and I went to another school and the teacher there, he was he was really cool. And I was always drawn to it. I always appreciated like the just just the fact that you can you know, the art of fighting without fighting. And what ended up happening was, I remember I watched my first UFC fight on VHS, and I said to myself, I'm like, wow, this is really crazy. Like, if you would have said beta, you know, I was like, shit, you're old. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Uh, you know, and it was like, you're watching, you know, Hoist Gracie, who, who was not a big dude, just choking guys out that were you know, bigger than him, stronger than him. And he and this is when they came into the ring wearing their whatever shit. They didn't yep. have the gloves. They, they, nope. they, it was all skin on skin fighting. Yeah. It was skin on skin fighting. It was uh different disciplines versus other disciplines. I mean, uh, you know, there was a, there was a guy who passed away recently. He, uh, he fought, I believe at UFC three and this guy, you know, he, he represented sumo. He was an American sumo practitioner and he was just a massive human being. And, you know, he fought a guy who was smaller than him, and the guy just took it to him. And that's what ended up just drawing me to the UFC, well, to MMA in general, because at the end of the day, and people, a lot of people don't notice, but Bruce Lee was the first mixed martial artist. Yeah. It, it, you, 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 you can even tell, like, in not only the movies, just the art itself, that this is what the, yep. the practice that he was into. Yeah, he was the first mixed martial artist. His, you know, the, the style of Jeet Kune Do integrated boxing, uh, you know, Kung Fu. It, it was a, a mixture of different styles. And, you know, he he kind of got that. He kind of started that path. And the, the funny thing about MMA is that it's, you know, people people get all, all crazy about it because the, there's, you know, smaller gloves and there's a propensity for, up, you know, different types of, of injuries and different types of attacks. But, what happens is it's 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 boxing with you know it takes elements of boxing it takes elements of other arts and it makes it appealing i mean some people they watch mma and they only want to watch stand up fights right because they were primarily boxing fans so when the fight goes to the ground they're like oh this is bullshit or there are people that are only into the ground fighting because that's what they learned and they don't appreciate the stand-up. You know, it, it's it's crazy how how people get so divisive on that stuff. 
What's your what, what's your thought about because um, there's a, there's many early enthusiasts who believe that the gloves actually hurt the 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 the, the sport. Do you think that having the gloves actually makes it better or worse? Because to me, um, I actually think that it's probably hurting fighters more than anything. Well, you know what the problem is with the gloves, and it's not so much the gloves; it's that people, a lot of guys, have had substantial injuries due to eye pokes. Right. I mean, Anthony Johnson, I remember he had a detached retina and there's video floating around of the, of pretty much the guy's finger going into his head. Yeah. And, um, at the end of the day, it's, you know, the gloves can be redesigned. I feel that the gloves, the gloves separate, separate it from being called a savage sport. Right. You know, it's part, it's part of a uniform, the same thing with boxing. And, um, I think the gloves are fine. I think they they probably just have to tweak the design a bit, just because of of people getting poked in the eye constantly. Does the really? I mean, because it's pretty much just the padding, like just the way that it's designed with the padding. Well, yeah, it's a four ounce glove, you know, compared to what you know what boxing gloves weigh. Right. So you know, there's the, the, there's a lot more force at the ready, and that's that's something that that's just crazy to understand. You know, you watch a guy like Mike Tyson hit a heavy bag. And you say to yourself, if that guy hits me with his bare fist, he's killing me. And you got to say, if you put an MMA glove on Mike Tyson and he hits you the same way, he'd probably put you in a coma. Right. I, I also say that it, 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 you, if you put these guys in maybe like baseball gloves or some shit like in that magnitude, like, does it really change the element of the fight? Because a lot of guys, like you said, the eye poke, a lot of guys I always see, their defense is putting their hands out. Yeah, the palm. Yeah, the palm. The palm out, and that's always it because everybody leads in like that way. That right, and, and I believe they always train individuals defensively that way, just so that the leading of the IPO could occur. Right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I always think that's like probably just the, 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 the method of a match. That's just probably part of it, you know. And it happens in boxing as well, like a low blow and shit. Just part of it. What? Yeah, you have to be careful, too, with the design of the gloves because you have to remember that these guys are also doing wrestling and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so you still have to allow them access right. to be able to open and close their hands correctly for certain techniques. And that's one of those things where, you know, the gloves, the, the importance of the glove, if the glove wasn't there, people would probably be able to secure submissions a little quicker. Right. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of different stuff at play with that, but I think from a safety standpoint or from a standpoint of just not being not coming across as barbaric as the average person thinks it is the gloves are necessary the the one thing that i can say that uh, that i notice has happened is happening rampant in mma now is the um the drug testing the 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 yep. the, pen, the, the, the penalizing and stuff just past weekend didn't um lola and condit get uh suspended for like two months well those are medical suspensions you know what happens guys like robbie lawler and carlos well let me let me rephrase that. Robbie Lawler fights to take years off your life and to take years <laughs> off his own life. And the last three fights that he's had have been fucking wars. Right. I'm talking about wars that, that you look back at it. I mean, his fight with Carlos Condit probably had one of the greatest round fives I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I got a glimpse of that shit, and it's like, that's exactly what you know MMA is made for that's what that's what and that's right. what the the even the the bandwagon fanboys that just jumped up on it now they could appreciate that shit 
Well, the problem is that, and I'm glad you mentioned that, the problem is that people that jump into it and only think of MMA as the UFC, they don't get, it's the same thing that with wrestling when you only think of WWE. And right. you've heard this numerous times when I tell people, yo, check out YouTube, go go to your local independent shows, go right. to whatever, because those are that's your next, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, your next Rock, your next, you know, uh, Triple H or Ric Flair. It's the same thing with MMA. It's like you look at these guys, and this past weekend they had a they had a card in, in it was a New Year's Eve card in Japan. And don't get me wrong, they had a couple of freak show fights, um, you know. But Fedor was fighting. They had a one night tournament uh, with the heavyweights, where you know the guys fight four times in a night, like real crazy shit. But you you see a lot of talent there that you recognize. You're like, oh shit, I didn't know this guy was fighting over there. Or you know, like King Mo won that tournament, that heavyweight tournament. He fought four times in the in the in the in the evening. You know. Yeah, and yeah, which it's rarely, if ever, done here in the states. Like that. That's yeah. Very few times it's done. I mean, the Bellator tried to do it, and dudes were getting injured and shit. Like by the time it was all said and done, it was like the alternates fighting. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, so so do you it, which goes back to when it comes to a lot of injuries that occur which brings uh, to 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 the forefront in which these guys are trying to get back into the cage you know, they're using you know, the, these these supplementary drugs that are on or off uh, the 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 list of uh, being legal so it's like how is it that that this is going to even progress the the, the 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 whole genre of MMA in promotions because you know these guys it's not like boxing where you see one or two fights a year these guys want to get back in a cage and fight like four or five times a year so how how can they get around this or even like try to police it properly well the UFC actually is is having a special facility built for for guys to you know do rehab and and get back into the cage quicker. Um, you know, a lot of it comes down just to training methodology and the body breaking down. And with regards to just using steroids and using growth hormone or whatever, sometimes, you you know, guys want to recover faster or they want to cut weight faster or, you know, they just want to get that little extra edge. And what's happening is that the, the testing is becoming more and more sophisticated. And even though the testing is more sophisticated, there for every better test, there are better drugs. Right. And this applies to, to every sport. You know, yeah, they you might get popped for steroids, but they still haven't complete they still haven't built a, a completely foolproof way to test for growth hormone. And that's you know, that that's the kind of stuff you gotta look at. And and it, it, here's a here's a good example. You watch baseball. Do you remember that they showed a picture of Barry Bonds before when he was younger and then Barry Bonds right before he left the game. Yeah. And I remember the interview said, yeah, man, you know, my head's grown four hat sizes or whatever. It's like, it's like, it's like that was natural. That yeah. That happens that to everyone. Happen. Right. Because, because I'm still, you know, a seven and three quarters or whatever the fuck I was when I was 18. Like, get the fuck out of here. And that's what I'm saying. Like, but nobody was able to prove that. I mean, of course it came out later because mm. people started snitching. But at the end of the day, you look at the guys like Mark McGuire and some of these guys, and, and, you know, these are guys that made the game interesting. They made the game fun. But the problem is that now, of course, testing and, and, and you know, people people getting bagged left and right, they just start snitching on other people. I mean, every sport 
has has some sort of performance enhancing going on. This goes all the way to the Olympics, right? Where of you know, course, yeah. Korea, yeah, Korean athletes, Russian athletes, yeah, you know, fucking Chinese gymnasts that were that there you were go. females at twelve years old, looking like they were eighteen, muscle yep. fucking bodybuilders. That's exactly it, and and that's what I'm saying. Like the the, the problem with the UFC is that, and I, and with just MMA in general, we are there's it, the sport is trying to get mainstream acceptance mm. and in order to get mainstream acceptance you have to convince the general public that you don't have complete savages in the cage is this fixable though i think it is i think that the testing is getting better and i also think that athletes are becoming more receptive i mean one of the things they stopped doing they stopped is fighters to hydrate with ivs yeah. after the after the weigh-ins because again it's like one of those things where you know, cutting weight is incredibly difficult. And there's some guys who, it's like, listen, your body tells you that you can only be 155. And, you, you know, you go and, and you turn into a, into a walking cancer patient to get down to 145. Yeah, Your body at one point is going to tell you, yo, you're stopping at 155. I mean, a good example is Anthony Rumble Johnson. Mm. This guy used to fight at 170. Now he fights at 205. And this is a big dude, and he always had trouble cutting weight. And at one point, he just said during an interview, he goes, "I my body, you know, I followed what my body said, and it said, yo, you can make two o five. You know, two o five is where you gotta be." So with 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 the full with the full progression now, because now you know it, it becomes year by year that that the fan base of of, of MMA in general, because even. Even uh, outside promotions from UFC are now seeing, you know, uh, audiences and ratings are going up. Yep. Through the roof. Uh, do you do you see that MMA may be able to take over the popularity that boxing had or has? Because I, I see right now boxing is now, you know, they're trying to do a reemergence with the Premier League, which is actually a pretty awesome. Uh, uh, it, it's a it's a it's an awesome way to start bringing the fan base back. They're trying to streamline uh, the outside uh, uh, federations and stuff, the WBC and all that. They they just make they they want to make it seem as though it's just like listen, these are the up and comers are coming. We're going on networks and stuff. Do you see MMA finding its way to 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 just start knocking you know that? Pugilistic way of fighting to be the the new way of being the the the, the way of, of of watching fights. I think I think that it's going to be a thing where you have to remember people. Boxing has been a national institution because for boxing hundreds has of years, a hundred years, exa- exactly. And in order for MMA to get to that point, MMA needs to reach that stage, and it will happen. But they're gradually. not on networks anymore. I mean, barely. Fox isn't really... I mean, they run a, they, they run a, a card like maybe once every four months or something like that. Just well, the Fox problem, Network. Well, yeah, but but the thing is that, you know, the UFC is, is you know, the WWE of mixed martial arts. Right. And when you watch... <laughs> And when you watch WWE, you're only now watching it on the USA Network or right. the WWE Network. The UFC is in the same boat. You either watch it on UFC Fight Pass or you watch it on Fox and its affiliate networks. The way the way I see it is that MMA is probably going to reach a point where it's close to that, but it's going to be when we're senior citizens. 
You know, it's going to be the stuff that our kids are going to be watching and they're going to be talking about. And the other thing is that MMA is becoming more mainstream versus boxing. Boxing was mainstream when it came to certain fighters. Right. Because those fighters sold the sport. With MMA, you have the UFC selling the sport and then you got a couple of breakout fighters that are just the icing on the cake. It's the same thing with wrestling. You know, wrestling was part of pop culture for for forever. I mean, you know, you got football players coming out to Ric Flair's music. You got WWE belts being given to championship teams. And right. that's one of those things that's MMA needs to just integrate itself and weave itself into the landscape. I mean, it may never, ever dethrone boxing only because boxing it being has, a staple you know, of what we know already. Right. MMA is going to be one of those things where people are going to debate it the same way people debate NFL football right. and soccer. This is the, it's the football. No, it's, it's right. not soccer. It's a football. <laughs> right. Speaking of wrestling, we can segue into that uh, as easily as uh, you've made the transition to be. Uh, are we excited about the possibility of Bullet Club coming to WWE? Really? I am. I am excited, but there's a couple of different things that I and, and these are a couple of caveats that I that I gotta put out there. You hey, have hold on a minute. I gotta pick up that word for a minute. How many people might <laughs> know though that heavy word caveats? Hold on. All right, all right I got it. <laughs> you know uh, the thing. The thing is that people people automatically read that and they think. Bullet Club is going to be on Raw next week. Right. That's not, that's, you know, the problem is that Bullet Club was established in New Japan, but I can tell you that the, the seeds for this were already established when Finn Balor went from being the demon to automatically coming out dressed like he used to when he was part of Bullet Club. Right. And the Balor Club. Right. The Balor Club. As, yeah, of course. As soon as I saw that happen, I said to myself, this is where WWE is going. Yeah. And, this is something that people think that it's this brand new thing. And I tell people all the time, Vince McMahon is a fucking just insane lunatic. You know, him and Triple H and the WWE machine, because it's like they've been planting the seeds for this for the longest already. Well, because listen, even with the the whole um, the Brock Lesnar, Japan, uh, yep. the whole thing or whatever that when the fuck would you ever remember WWE promoting being in Japan like when was the last time you were this was like years ago when you know they had the ties that they wanted to show that they was some type of universe right they, they well, didn't do it remember years ago WCW had that connection then after right. that it became you know of course the Ring of Honor TNA opened up WWE didn't have that avenue anymore they just went did a spot show here and there hey we came to Japan all right fuck you I'm out now all right. of a sudden we cool <laughs> well here's here's a reason why that you know Brock Lesnar was an IWGP champion in Japan yeah and you know I, it's nice that they reference that and I think that the reason is because WWE has realized that they need to be self-aware. You need to acknowledge the other companies because at the end of the day, everybody's going to get a piece of the pie. Right. And as much and as much, and WWE has is starting to realize that, yo, TNA is never going to be number two. Neither is Ring of Honor. Neither is Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Like they're going to exist, and you need them to exist because I always say yes, NXT is the is the minor leagues. But Ring of Honor is the best developmental system WWE has. 
And then the other thing is that New Japan is not like any other promotion that like is the 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 the, the promotion that burns bridges. They don't care. No. They're the type no, that says, "Okay, we'll we'll have our stars leave out of here." But once you fuck them over and make them look like shit, we take them back and make them stars again. They don't care. It's right, not like they're losing anything. Look, and look, and they right. still got guys there. I mean, Kenny yeah. Omega is like fucking way over over there. It's amazing how over that guy is over there. But that's what happens. I mean, here's a good example. The the son the son of the late Davy Boy Smith. Oh, uh, D. Yeah. D. You know, Smith. You looked at exactly. You looked at that guy and you said WWE is going to take this kid. They're going to strap a rocket to him, and he's going to be the future of this business. And as soon as quick as he came was as quick as he went. Then he went to Japan. He started learning catch wrestling with Josh Barnett, mm. and you know he started tagging with Lance Archer. And before you knew it, the guy was a big deal in Japan. You know he was the you know the guy Gene, you know the son of the the son of the British Bulldog, and that worked for him over there. And that's what happens. The Japanese they always are going to support their own. But they always like, you know, the big freak show American. Right. Because it works. It works. And it, and especially when the Americans value the culture. Like, when you look at MVP's Instagram, or MVP's a great example, you see how he respects and admires what Japan did for him. Oh, please. He was, he was, he, he was ready to put the rocket on his back just to go over there. He was, he was ready to, he was raring to go. And that's what happens, and, and people don't realize that. And, and WWE, they've become so self-aware that they realize that, yo, we need these other companies because the people people are able to see their stuff on YouTube, and you know they're able to access that content. Like that's what it is. Like I like MVP put out a a, 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 a message today on social media, and he said, "I'm glad so many people are learning about uh, Shinsuke Nakamura because that guy is the truth." Yeah, it's and true. For, and, right. And, and you know what the problem was? As soon as WWE.com acknowledged that those guys might or might not be signed, the casual wrestling fan went right to their Google machine and, and looked said, him up, yeah. who is this guy? Yeah. Who is this guy? Or, you know, who is Uha Nation before he became Apollo Crews? Yeah. Or who's Samoa Joe? And that's that's how it goes. Same thing when it came to Sami Zayn as uh, El Generico, Steam. Yep. And... and, and I that I appreciate because we knew already. Like we we were yeah. already in the know. It wasn't like anything that we we said there and did the whole um, uh, casual fan thing. But my whole my whole thing is, um, I mean, because my social media exploded. You would have thought diarrhea of wrestling fucking went over my fucking social media with all this bullet club shit. And to me, I always said, well, I guess my WWE 2K16 universe came to life. <laughs> it became like, right. it became my reality because they have the, I have them on my game. But two things I'll ask you. Number one, do they, do they use the Bullet Club name? I don't think that New Japan is going to be that willing to let that slide. The only way that I can see that working, and this is something that, might be happening behind the scenes is that they're working with New Japan behind the scenes, right? Because they they've been known to do that before. Like like if you remember, there was NWO Japan right. and NWO 
you know, here in the states, in and, which you know, you Bischoff had, you know, raped fucking Japan's idea of oh yeah, NWO. you know, they had Masahiro Chono, yeah. they had all those guys, and that's what I'm saying, you know, that I could see WWE saying, listen, we're gonna take these guys, you know, you guys can still keep Bullet Club, but you know, let us use it, we're gonna make it work, or like I said, they already set it up with Valor Club right. on top of the fact that there was uh, nothing was more amusing than Carl Anderson wrestling in Balor style ring gear yeah. with the fangs. And it just shows you that this has probably been cultivating and cooking for, for a while. while. Yeah. And as many times as that, you know, uh, the, 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 the websites, the wrestling websites were, were, were crying out that, oh, this is something new or whatever the case may right. be. This is just an offshoot. This is a one shot deal or whatever. WWE as as dumb as fans may think that they are business wise which leads me to my second question to you is is this a way in which Vince begins his transitions to start handing it over to Triple H and stuff I think I think that Vince McMahon is in a stage where 70 and, years and old gonna, man. Yeah, seventy years old. I put up an article about his fitness routine. By the way, it's not the yeah. is that. I mean, I can I can I can attest that I wish that I could look like like, like that man at seventy. But was that, that not is, the biggest airbrush fucking job you've ever seen? Well, you know what it is. It the was, shadowing then, was amazing. <laughs> but then, but then you look at him on Monday night, and he looked like he belonged. Right. You know the the thing is he's that, our, he's our new Jack Lalane. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is it, dude. It's like, people don't understand. You're 70 years old. You're worth a fuckload of money. You're going to have access to the best drugs on the market. Vince McMahon knows that, you know, 70, 80, 90 years old, whatever the case may be, it's it's a wrap for him. And right. he's self-aware. So in his eyes, he figures, fuck it, let me look, let me look like, like I belong here, even if it's killing me inside. Fuck it, you know? Because he's already he's already created his legacy. Uh, uh, I, I I'm looking at the time. I'm like shit. We, 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 we I'm I'm about to give you um 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 good Hank Flanders numbers right now. <laughs> but fuck it, you do the editing anyway, so it's it's on you to call it. Uh, the yeah. next thing is we we spoke about this off the air when we was at uh when we had a a holiday dinner if you want to call it that way. By the way, thank you very much because double fisting beers was amazing. Oh, always fun times. <laughs> um, fun times. But we spoke about this. Uh, uh, the, the the diva situation in the WWE with uh, Sasha Banks and such. You know, the fans cried for it. They've been wanting her to get into the ring and to give her more time. They want to show uh, what she's done in NXT and such. Get the match with, uh, with Becky Lynch. And about eight, seven, eight minutes in, the boot chance starts happening. Your thoughts? A uh, couple of things. The problem is that you can't recreate NXT magic in a in a WWE Raw atmosphere right. without any sort of buildup. It's like, oh, you guys are just going to go out there and wrestle. There has to be some incentive. There has to be something on there. Aside from the fact that the match that they wrestled on Raw was uh, the polar opposite of how they wrestled in NXT. Right. You know, there was a lot of catch wrestling, a lot of little spots here and there, you know, a lot of wink and a nod. Oh, yeah, you know, this is kind of cool. But at the end of the day, the crowd was wanted an NXT-style match, 
And what they ended up getting was NXT superstars wrestling WWE style. Well, when you mentioned it before, I, 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 I was frustrated by it because, like, you know, to be honest, you and I, we're, we're, we're old school wrestling fans, you know, kind of sore. Like we, we appreciate the wear down moves and stuff like that. We, we, we understand right. it. When it comes to right. the wrestling fans of nowadays, the, it's the ADD move. You better give us the high spot or else we're going to fucking chant the fuck out of you if you don't, if right. you don't give it to us. Um, I get it. I get, I, I get that portion of it, but I still think that, um, when it comes to the divas matches, especially now, fans don't understand that there's the building blocks of what is to be. I mean, because Bailey and and Sasha didn't just happen over the fucking. It didn't happen overnight. Like this no, was something that yeah. So if you guys want these divas to perform, and, and it's basically you want them to perform like you want them to perform like dudes. That's what it is. Like right. in the future, what's coming up is ladder matches. Uh, uh, tables, whatever the fuck, it, it's gonna happen. It you might 100%. not, yeah. It's, it, you, you might not be, you might not think it's gonna happen tomorrow, but it's gonna happen. You gotta understand that there's a progression for it, and that's what frustrates me about the fans because you know there is the showmanship of showing what these women can do as wrestlers, not as haha. I'm gonna slap you in the fucking face and that's it. No. They want to show you that they could do wrist locks. They want to wear down opponents. Charlotte does it all the time, and they expect it because it's Ric Flair's daughter. Fuck you! Right, right. They, well, they, here's yeah. Well, here's here's the here's the issue. The problem is that you've you and and this is WWE's problem. They've conditioned the the the, the fans in attendance to get three to five minute matches that are going to be non technical. And are going to just work the typical strike, strike, spot, spot, clothesline, you know, finisher, send everybody home happy. Right. Here's the thing. You looked at, if you look at Neville's match with Owens um, from Monday night, they wrestled NXT style. Right. High spots, you know, really good moves. The problem was that they went out there and you send Sasha out there to do her spots and there's no incentive like if they were going to go out there and have a match and the winner was going to fight for the belt, there would have been a different energy. Okay. That, yeah, that's like true. You're sending two women out there to fill five minutes. Yeah. And the problem is, I've said this before, dude, sometimes being too knowledgeable about wrestling is a gift and a curse. A curse, yeah. yeah it is. It, it does. It does. And especially when, when when you like I like you you try to look at it like I like I told you before like just as what it is just let it rock out, uh, right? It, it becomes too overbearing when you have too many too many individuals who think they know more than what the fuck is going on in the ring, and, and well, it, that's part it, of it. Yeah, it it, 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 other- it polarizes the whole fucking idea of what wrestling is, and I and I hate the fact that that and it's a fan that does it. I'm sorry to say it. I know I'm one of those that believes that although creative does drop the ball many occasions, but when you got two performers in a ring who are trying to put together a chemistry, a, a, a storytelling, and you you're not doing it within three minutes because the fans won't allow you to do it, I, you know I, I say fuck, you know fuck them. They, 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 the fucking fans are, are shit. They they are, but here's the thing too: when you look at 
uh, wow, you got to remember, and and I said this. I it's said the this ADD era as well. It is that, but I said to a buddy of mine, you need to have, and the same way NXT has female trainers and writers that know about wrestling, the main the main roster needs to have writers that are well versed in wrestling. Right. And not only that, but take it one step further. Why don't you get a female writer? To write the divas. That's true. Because you got to remember, they're telling you stories that are being given to them from soap opera writers, and yeah, that's great. Yeah, they're making but... every woman a fucking like cunt and everything. To be honest, right. they're making and them all cunts. They're making them all bitches, yeah. which is crazy. Exactly. Which by nature, that's what it is. But come on, <laughs> exactly. and that's and that's what I'm saying. You need to by having, you know, it's like what we always say and. And you know, you you being you know having a wife as well, yeah. you can have conversations. But I'm sure at, at one point in your life, you've always heard you don't you wouldn't understand that because men don't deal with that. Yeah, men don't think that way. And that's and and you know it it sounds like oh you know uh, you know feminism or whatever, but it's not that. It's the fact that you have to tell a story the way that it's meant to be told to the audience that's watching it. Like, if you notice, every black performer that WWE's had has had some sort of shucking and jiving gimmick. If, it, if and, it's not over the top, it's thinly vague. Ex- exactly. And and the problem with that is because, you you know, I bet you they've never had an African-American writer on staff. Oh, I would just hate to think what they would do to Apollo Crews if, if he goes up there. It's and, just... You know, like, like the New Day, if you watch the New Day perform... I, here's what I have a feeling that creative doesn't even tell them what to say. They just give them an outline, and those guys go out there and cut their own promo. Yeah. Because for Xavier Woods to talk about Evo and Dragon Ball Z fusion and all these references that are you know for for millennials and for no you know, no, no one in creative knows that shit exactly. And if they do, the only guy who might know it is like Mick Foley's son, and he's an assistant. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like you, you have to look at that too. The the problem is NXT is created by, run by, and trained by wrestlers. Raw is run by a bunch of yes men, a couple of soap opera writers, and even if if they come up with the best ideas possible, at the end of the day, it's what Vince says that goes on air. Uh, your thoughts on Royal Rumble with? The WWE World Heavyweight Championship being defended at the Rumble during the Royal Rumble match. I think it's a very big gamble for a couple of reasons. Number one, if Roman Reigns wins the Rumble, everything that you've done to make people care about Roman Reigns, you just undid. Right. Because you, you, uh, there's a even Superman gets his ass kicked. Right. Of course. And, And that's and 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 to undermine that would be terrible. Now. If if you're utilizing that to put the belt on, say Brock Lesnar or somebody else, and then have Roman chase, that's a good way to create something unique. Right. But I said to myself when The Rock made his announcement that he was going back to WWE for WrestleMania, I said if WWE was smart, The Rock would be in the Rumble, he would win the belt, and then Roman would face The Rock at WrestleMania. Because what that would do is you would leverage the Rock, who would put over Roman. Right. I think the paint by yeah. numbers for me would be uh, Roman's in. Uh, 
Of course, he's going to be. Uh, he, he, I you put him at two. He comes in to rumble at one or two, because Vince is going to make him fucking fight for that shit. Right. Uh, he lasts, of course, until the last. You know, uh, it'll be him and Cena because I believe Cena's going to be in the rumble. Nope, he is not. Why? John Cena just went under the knife with a shoulder injury. That oh, is a wrap for him. Shit. See, look at yep. that. You pick up shit faster than I do. Wow. Because my shit would have yep. been there. Because it looks like that's that's what the, the prelude of of uh, what they did at Raw the past week in right. Brooklyn was that they wanted to. Foreshadowing. To the, yeah, they were foreshadowing to see how the, the fans would relate off camera with that pending feud. But my right. thought would have been Cena would have won, got his 16th to tie Rick, and it would have been Roman and him at Mania. But now that you said that, Yep. Now it opens up. Now it opens up the card to uh, different possibilities when it comes to, like I said, with Brock, uh, with possibly um, Owens. I mean, the the floor would open if if he comes in at two and wins at the end. Like you said, that just shits the fucking the the shits the program. It's just the angle. Yeah. It, it, what what happens is that. By, by creating this, you have the opportunity to either create somebody brand new or just turn the Royal Rumble on its head. Like, imagine Roman comes in at number two, lasts all the way to 30, and him and Ambrose go over the top rope at the same time. Yeah. Like, I could see something stupid like that happening. But it's like, because... if, if you're going to recycle, recycle big. Right. Because you're already recycling with the whole making the, the Royal Rumble a championship match. Right. And and the thing is that in order for you to do that, I, th- I have a feeling that there's three things you could probably do. Like I said, Brock goes in, wins it, and, you know, you get Roman and Brock again. Another out- outlet might be that Triple H goes into the Rumble, wins the belt, and then you close it out with Triple H putting Roman over at Mania. Right. Well, it could be you know the uh, the 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 power of the boss is doing the the, the three way pull. Right. You know they have they 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 have their whole and maybe we see another triple threat at WrestleMania, something to that matter. So everybody has a representative for for well, the program since all, Vince is back. So. Well, that's the other thing too. I mean, you, you know, Cena was originally supposed to schedule the. Un- was supposed to be facing the Undertaker, and it was going to be the Undertaker's last match because, again, there's no better way to go out than you know the the guy that's at the top of the of the ladder for the company facing the guy who's you know the the longest tenured superstar that's performing. Yeah. And you know the injury to Cena, as much as people don't, you know, they give Cena a lot of shit. It's really thrown a huge wrench in that because that entire program that he was working with the League of Nations destroyed you know Cesaro's out Rollins is out right. uh Nikki Bell is out Tyson Kidd is out you know like it's going to become one of those things where all those guys that they allegedly just signed they're going to they're going to have to fill slots in NXT cuz you're going to have to start bringing guys up yeah so, like, I I wouldn't be shocked if Samoa Joe debuts on Raw on the Raw after Mania well, you know what? It's funny because there's a lot of rumblings about 
you know, with the AJ signing and stuff like that, that maybe they did push him automatically up to the card to make that happen. Uh, I don't think it's a desperate move. I think it's a reaching move. Right. But um, no, those guys are going to fill NXT slots. And they're going to start calling guys from NXT. Why up. call it NXT anymore? Because now if you start signing fucking guys like that, it's not even next anymore. These guys are already fucking established. It's like it's not right. even. It's not, these guys are already main 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 event status. Why would you call them next type of shit? This is crazy. Right. Well, the thing is, it's the it's the it's the and plus it, the, it gives them the, the flexibility. It gives them the flexibility because they've already been working the role for so long. They don't have to work so much anymore. So they could they could, you know, right do well. The guys that go to NXT are going to NXT because they're at the point where they need a sure thing. And AJ Styles said in plenty of interviews, he's like, listen, if it makes sense for my family, I go where I got to go. Right. And and the thing is that guys like him, you know, you look at Doc Gallows, you look at Machine Gun Carl Anderson, they're not getting any younger. And yeah, New Japan is going to make them, is going to continue to put them front and center. But they're but, home now. Right, and WWE is going to make them yeah. more money. Um, for because like I said, we could do fucking hours like that. We do this all the time on my take as well. This is insane, <laughs> fucking rambling. Uh, just one more thing. Uh, TNA on Pop. Uh, we I told you I was watching it earlier before we got on the air. We started we started doing the recording. What's your thoughts about how the transition happened now that they're on uh, Pop from Destination America? Uh, TNA TNA's problem is, they have three problems number one everything that made them special they stopped focusing on right. which is the X division and their women's division they're always going to have uh, oh, and, and then shortly after their tag team division like there's so much disarray right now that when you watch it you say to yourself those guys wrestle there yeah. like the you know the wolves came over from NXT to TNA. TNA put them front and center, and I've I've always felt that they could have been they could they could be used better. Um, you know, Bobby Roode is a guy who's been with TNA since day one. He's a guy that should be you know on your pyramid, one of the one of the three wrestlers you build your company around. Did you know uh, and. EC3 is the other one. Yeah, which I was going to lead to. I said, oh, right now, when I'm looking at TNA, they they are the quintessential of what WWE looked like in well, when it was WWF in the 80s because they had the wrestlers right. who have the look. They have the personality of maybe a 12-year-old trying to get into fucking a woman's pants, but right. the bodies look it. You look at EC3, which, by the way, I liked him when he was Derek Bateman when he was in 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 um, NXT. The 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 thing I couldn't stand was the hair. The hair right. didn't work. I did. I, I I everything else. The 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 kid is built for the business. He knows it. Even since then, he knew how to draw heat. He knew how to draw fanfare. He already knew what it was. Um, you have guys like um, Bram, who's another one who fits. He fits the mode of what wrestling is, but for a guy who's automatically has the the appeal to get heat, it looks like he can't fucking get heat if he rubbed uh, gasoline and matches together. Like it's just, it's just, it, it, I don't know what it is. Well, uh, that, Bram Bram was part of the Ascension 
in WWE. Then they cut him loose, and you know he went to NXT. They started doing all the. I mean, he, they went. He went to TNA, and you know he had some legal problems. You know he was married. I think one of the reasons why he stuck around so long in WWE was because you know being married to Ric Flair's daughter right. is, is is a plus. But once that, all of that went by the wayside, they they realized that this guy just doesn't. You know they swapped him out for for uh, Victor, and. Um, you know, the, the ascension went on, and he went to TNA, and I think he has a tremendous look, but I think that he speaks too fast. Yeah. And um, <laughs> what was it that he know, said? In- <laughs> he uh, he said that you know in tw- in two thousand and six <laughs> instead of two thousand and sixteen. Oh, and poor poor guy. Was, he's ten years off. Poor poor guy. Yeah, he's ten years <laughs> off, and you know TNA was live. There there were a lot of botches. Not only from the wrestlers, but from production. It's yeah. like when production is botching shit too, you're you're setting yourselves up. And part of the reason why that is is because TNA, they have the talent, but they don't have the direction. I mean, you know, they brought in Billy Corgan, and he knows wrestling. But what TNA needed was a guy like Tommy Dreamer booking, right? Or a guy like Mick Foley booking, or you know, you needed somebody like that, like Dixie Carter. Shouldn't even be a character. It's like the guy. It's like um, I can tell you they have a a plethora of guys who have that look. It's the look is there. Um, that um Jesse Gathers. Jesse Gathers. Yeah, that fucking name needs to go. Like if I can't even remember how to fucking call his name out, it needs to go. Give him something else. Same thing could be with um Eli Drake. It sounds very gimmicky. But it, it's not. It, it has to go. Like you got to get something that's more, more, uh, more relevant and more uh, 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 memory fucking inducing. Because it, they have what it, it is, and especially when you're you're a guy who's coming from. Look look at the Miz. The fucking Miz came from MTV, and he gave himself the name The Miz, and you can't forget his name. Right. Hundred percent. So, uh, and then we have, uh, which is I, I laugh about it because there's a video that's going around with uh, Kevin Owens on his show <laughs> some time back, laughing about someone making a comment and wishing that beer money should get back together. I wish. Right. I, I wish I had the video with me. It's so funny because he laughs hysterical about it because it's 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 weird to him, but it happened. This 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 yeah. past episode, and production botched that too because they played the beer money music, and they were like, "Oh, I guess somebody hit the wrong button." And I said to I said to my wife, "I'm like, James Storm is in the building," <laughs> and she and she goes she goes, "Yeah, maybe." And I said, "I guarantee you that's what's gonna happen." Yeah, and that's because TNA decided they're like, "Fuck these two motherfuckers work well together." I mean, the promo that James Storm cut was self-explanatory. Right. We make a lot of money together. We have great matches together, and people fucking like us together. The thing is, you know, Bobby Roode is a great wrestler, and everybody likes him. But the casual fan gives two shits about him because they're just like, all right, some Canadian guy that calls himself the It Factor. Like nobody gives a shit about Bobby Roode and. It's a shame because he's a great wrestler, but when you put him together with James Storm, 
you get that, and and it's terrible to say you get that midwestern wrestling. But fan. I think the reason why that happened is that Bobby hitched his wagon to TNA for too long. Yeah, he 100%. didn't do like how AJ did, where AJ hit you know Japan more often. He was able to 100%. hit the Indies when he did, and and Bobby Roode basically killed Bobby Roode by doing that. You know, if, yep, and, and, and to be Roo honest, company guy. Yeah, and to be honest, if you know, if tomorrow happens and TNA does go out of business, they owe him a lot because he's he stood. It's the same thing with Eric Young. Same shit. Yep. The only thing about Eric about Young is that he's so charismatic that he has he's able to do outside shows. He could do TV shows, whatever the fuck, like he has now. He doesn't give a shit, which is that. This, this is what I'm saying about with TNA, which we always said they have the. They have the, 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 the performance. They have the, the, the talent there. It's just, you gotta start knocking around the, 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 you know, going, going live Tuesdays help, but you gotta give me a reason to watch you live on Tuesdays. 100%. Yeah. On top of the fact that, that a lot of guys, and I hate to say it, a lot of guys, they just go there to die. Like Mr. Anderson. Like yeah. that guy's a shadow of himself. And it was funny because I read, you know, the breakdown for next week and people were saying that he was part of a segment that's probably one of the worst segments Ugh. in DNA. Ugh. And that's the, and, and, and I that's like what that guy, with, man. I really do. You know, you, he look burned him, his, you look at Matt Hardy. He burned his bridge with WWE, but it, it sucks. Yeah, you look at him, you look at Matt Hardy. You know, Matt Hardy's another one. Like, that guy, if he just took himself, uh, you know, if he got his conditioning together... And put some time in. He, Matt Hardy, could you know could be a tremendous asset. Listen, but the problem is that it's all about Jeff. I just Matt's saw just along it, for the ride. First of all, Jeff Jeff looked like the midget <laughs> Navi. From <laughs> yeah, for real, he did. But then the other thing was, I was gonna say that they dropped the ball by not putting the belt on Matt at the end of uh, uh the 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 episode until until. I saw the angle that they, they're starting to bring in, trying to bring in his family. And I was like, Yep. All right, they're, all right, they're about to fuck it up again. TNA? Well, you know what? TNA should honestly yeah. start looking at what, um, Lucha Underground does. Honestly. 100%. Yeah. You're not, Lucha you're, Underground knows how to tell great stories. Exactly. They really need to start doing it. Lucha Underground knows, listen, we have good wrestlers. We have, we have guys that we could put out there. But the main thing is to put a story, and that's what it is—the story. Yeah. So I look at and that they way. create characters. Yeah. They create characters, and they leverage them accordingly. And I mean, what they do is what I was saying before: they optimize their strengths and hide their weaknesses. Like you knew when Vampiro was doing that match with um, with uh, this guy with Pentagon Jr. Mm. You weren't going to get a stellar match. So oh, you made no. it a hardcore. You would have gotten a you know, stellar a- match if it was Vampiro 20 years ago. <laughs> exactly. But what they did was they told an amazing story every week. And they just sucked you in with that. Yeah, it, it's like I said, I'm not... You, you, you and I are the same. Like we, we, we pretty much know wrestling is what wrestling is. You know, we watch it. We're 100%. fans. Yeah, we we're fans, and we will do. We do the major critique any any here and there about it. Which, by the way, I still think somebody's listening to what what the fuck we talking about because we've seen our stuff go on screen and we called it this out like true. months before. <laughs> this but, is um, true. 
we could go about this all day, man. I swear I could talk to you just doing this for like two more hours. But I wanna I wanna I wanna thank you for spending the time. We were already on late hours doing this. You you could have been doing my take right now. <laughs> You're on here with me. Yeah, I could I could have, but you know what it is. It's like uh Like I said, don't blame don't tell the wife not to blame me. It's not my fault. <laughs> no, no, no. Next you know, hopefully next week everything will be up and running. And, and by the um, way, that night I didn't know it was a scotch. I, I thought it was a wine. It's a fucking scotch and you skate I'm scared of it. That Dude, they, you, you 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 gotta open that up, man. That's some nice stuff. <laughs> twelve years. Twelve years. Oh shit. Yeah. To the to those of you that don't know, uh, you know, Jay and Slick, we got they we uh we we gave them. Some We're gifts, alcoholics. Some, some so. Holiday <laughs> gifts. Well, we gave them some some holiday gifts for for the work they've done throughout the year, and um, I gave Jay a bottle of twelve year old Macallan, and um, Macallan is you know a, a, a Scotch that you know, was recommended to me by a lot of different people on top of the fact that there were, there's, it's been drank by 007. Yeah. And I did the research afterwards because when you gave it to me, I only looked at the top and I was like, Oh, I didn't, it wasn't until I got home and I pulled it out and I saw the the whole thing. And I looked, I said, Holy shit. I I gotta be a gentleman to drink this shit. (laughs) This is amazing. You know, don't just stare at it, you know. But exactly, you better take it all in. <laughs> Seriously, but I, I want to thank you once again, not only just for being on the show, just for everything you've done for for me and 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 for what's going on with the shows and and all that. You know, of course. we 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 not only become friends, we we're a family, and and, and yep. I always put you you in the 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 love of the of RageWorks and everything. Just I I put it in the forefront. Uh, I appreciate it. Not only that, uh, this has been not only my outlet; it's also been your outlet, and it's also been it, if once it becomes once it's your baby, it becomes our baby as well. Because this is this this show right. is, this this has been the the just just the everything of what 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 we we do here, man. And I want to thanks again. Could just before that, before we go, just just drop all the fucking social media connections. Do everything you got to do, man. Uh, okay. Uh, main site is rageworks.net. Um, all our content is there. All the shows are there, including, uh, Jay's, the regular season sportscast, Black is the New Black, The Buried Show, My Take Radio, of course, The Minority Film Report, and a couple of other things we're working on. Uh, social media, you can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash official rageworks. We're on Twitter, uh, rage underscore works. On Instagram, you know, we put stuff up there. It's RageWorks underscore Rich. And uh, we're starting to do more Snapchat. So look for RageWorks on Snapchat as well. Yeah, man. I, and, man, I, I didn't even get to touch on it because I wanted to touch on your footwear game as well because I didn't even know you was into that as well. But, but I don't, I don't want to um, go into I don't want to go into it now. I'm going to – No, no, no. We're right. gonna, I'm going to book you again soon because we're going to get into that as well because – also, he his food porn game is get is crazy. Anytime we go out to eat, he <laughs> picks everything out. Yeah, but once go. again, boss, thanks again, man. Yo, much love and listen. Do 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 your trademark send off. All right, man. One, uh, you've heard Jay Santi on the regular season sportscast. Keep supporting everything he does. We really appreciate it. My Take Radio comes back next week. I'm out of here. Peace. Sending the closer. So for this week's sending the closer, I'm just shooting off the cuff because 
I guess it's the beginning of the new year and with the new year brings resolutions for people. Me, I never have resolutions because it reminds me of regrets. If I have few, that's a lot. Because regrets wouldn't make me what I am today. And I've I've made my way to what I've done now because of mistakes that I've made. And with those mistakes, I don't think that I need to have some type of regret or resolvement for it. Uh, The only resolution that I did make if I wanted to have heartily was drink more wine. That's what I'm looking forward to, drinking more wine. And uh, playing more video games. Oh, and I'm growing my beard. Yeah, I grow facial hair like a 12-year-old girl. And her hair is probably in another place. Not on her face. You figure it out. But for you guys who... And gals who have resolutions, more power to you. I hope it works out for you. I don't I've never heard anyone come to me to say, well, you know, I'm still sticking to that resolution I had in 2009. Never heard it. No. If I ever did hear that, I would either give them $20 or punch them in the stomach because they are telling the truth or they're fucking lying. But with that, I just hope for the new year that I bring some success to this show to Rageworks and I continue to be the father figure that I am to my own daughter and make something out of nothing that's pretty much it it's not a resolution that's just promises which I'm going to do once again, I want to thank you guys for listening to the regular season sportscast via rageworks.net or you've probably downloaded or streamed through iTunes as well as through Stitcher. Be sure to join our group pages on Facebook at the regular season sportscast dot, dot com dot whatever. You could also get us on Instagram at the regular season sports as well as my Twitter at RWJ Santi and be sure to subscribe to the YouTube page, the regular season sportscast. Want to thank my boss at Rageworks, Mr. Rich Butler for coming in. I, I could have done another two hours with him. Man. That's that. I greatly appreciate what he did for this run. There's a lot. There's a lot more to talk about. I also want to thank Rapper Life. If you got that hot fire that you want to put on video, check out Rapper Life at Rapper Life. R A P P A L I F E dot com at Rapper Life dot com. You guys, that's been awesome. We have another year of sports and debauchery in front of us just please 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 be sure to check us out each week for everything that is sports
I check you on the rebound. You saw what I did there? It's sports related. Eh? You like that? Eh? Lady, yeah. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Oh, hell no! How you doing? Oh, no! You stupid! Oh, my. Regular season sportscast.